Hey, you! Listen to this podcast right now! Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Like movies, music, television, and more? Oh my god. Well, you've come to the right place. Subscribe to Journey Into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophy, hosted by me, Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophy. That sounds so awesome. The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Is butter a carb? We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Fuzzy, are there rocks ahead? If they are, we'll be dead. No more rhymes now, I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? Welcome, everyone, to a very special Valentine's Day episode of Foodies Watching Movies. I am your host, Veronica, and joining me today, as always, is Nate and Lauren. How's it going, guys? Good. Doing pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Drinking your coffee, enjoying it. Apple fritters. And my Star-Lord mug. Indeed. (laughs) I love drinking out of Star-Lord's head. Weird. Also joining us today (laughs) is Sarah Van Lanningham, one of the producers here on the Journey into Comics Network. How's it going, Sarah? Hi. Hi. It's me. (laughs) Welcome back. I'm so happy that you decided to join us today. Well, I was here Mm -hmm. doing stuff. And we have lots of fun Valentine's Day stuff to talk about. Today we are exclusively going to be talking about one of my favorite movies and also the only Valentine's Day movie that actually matters, The Princess Bride. Yes. Awesome. Lovely. (laughs) Nate said that he's only actually seen this movie once. Fact. I was horrified as Uh, I've seen it mm. probably over 10 billion times. Hey, do you want to know something? Honest Trailers was dead on. The title of that movie scares little boys away. I would never have Hmm. thought to see that when I was a little kid. I mean, really, you know, because I didn't, you know, Princess Bride, you think it's probably like a lovey thing. I wasn't into that. But then as an adult, I see the movie and I was like, okay, like I can get down with this story. It's awesome. Andre the Giant's great. Like there's so many cool parts about Billy this Billy Crystal's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's in this movie. It's magnificent. It's a masterpiece in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. So let's get right into it. Um, what are we doing today about The Princess Bride? You've got some things on the docket you wanted to discuss. How do we want to get into this? When's the first time you guys saw this movie, I guess, is a good way to start. Well, this movie came out in like 1987 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I grew up with the VHS copy of it that I would watch like repeatedly over and over every single day. It was my jam. And mm-hmm. I still have it totally memorized <laughs> word for word. <laughs> and in this movie is just so quotable. I mean, every character says their catch line like a million, a million times. So it kind of gets ingrained in you. And uh, mm-hmm. it's the most like quotable movie I can think of. And it deserves to be because it's so fucking perfect. Yeah, this was a slumber party movie back in the day. Yeah, Growing for sure. up, yeah. I used to watch this with my friends all the time. Mm-hmm. Good movie. When was the first time you saw it? 
I have no idea. You don't really recall? No, I mean... So I early would, in your childhood? Well, yeah, probably whenever it got released on cassette VHS. or yeah vhs or whatever whenever mm-hmm. it got released on tape but yeah my fr- everybody had that in their collection it was just one of those things like oh you have princess bride yeah of course <laughs> which is why i'm so surprised that you've only seen this movie one time nate well it wasn't yeah i don't did boys have slumber parties not really <laughs> i don't know when, i don't know <laughs> when we did stuff as dudes together what are our, our boy parties as it were consisted of was like going into one of our friends basements with a super nintendo and just playing Turtles in Time until like six in the goddamn morning. Uh, so and there we was were, no Princess Bride. But we were like, <laughs> no. we were all jacked up on suicides because all we would do is like take every pop that the parents had bought for the party and just like mix everything together into super <laughs> drinks and just be like, oh, this tastes so bad. But, oh my oh, God, that so sounds exactly up. what a little boy right. party yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dead on. That's exactly like, a Midwestern <laughs> little boy party. There's no real fanfare in it, okay? There's nothing really that special. It's pretty standard. So yeah. no Princess Bride. No. How about you, Lauren? When was the first time you watched this movie? Do you remember? Probably, honestly, not until I was like 16 or 17. Really? Yeah. That's surprising to yeah. me. My friend Val grew up watching it. My best friend Val, she loved it growing up. Mm-hmm. And she showed it to me when I was maybe like, mm, like probably like 16. Yeah. Did you love it immediately? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Mandy Patinkin. I know you do. We've mm-hmm. talked about this before a couple of times. I love Mandy Patinkin as well. He, he doesn't even look like the same person. No, now. no, because he, he, he's older and has the big bushily beard, you know, mm-hmm. and he looks like this roguish Spaniard, you know, in Princess <laughs> Bride. I mean, he was just so cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's he, like a rock. He was the rock star of that movie. Even, committed even, to the character. Even Carrie, yeah. what's his name? Carrie. Elwes. Elwes. Yeah. Oh, my first love. I mean, he he doesn't even oh. look the same now. He was in. He doesn't know. He, he was in Saw, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He played Doctor Gordon. Yeah. He's been yeah. in so many interesting movies. Liar, liar. Yeah, he was the oh, the yeah. goober uh, yeah. new boyfriend in Liar, liar. He was. He was in Twister. Me and Nate's like one of our favorite movies. He <laughs> was the first, in Twister. The first no movie we ever did for foodies, you and I. Yeah, we did the Twister was, review, yeah, and he yeah. was in that. He played the douchebag bad guy. Yeah. Jonas Miller. <laughs> He's a night crawler. <laughs> <laughs> He's in, in it for, for the, the money, money, not the, the science. science. God, oh. we're the worst. <laughs> oh, Why do you great. guys like us? We did it. Yeah, that we did was it. Amazing. Anyway, what were we talking about? The Princess oh, Bride. Oh, Carrie Elwes. Yeah, Carrie Elwes. his movies. Yeah, he was in I, Saw. I feel like this is one of his earliest roles. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only like nineteen or twenty in The Princess Bride. I have no idea. He was very young. Yeah, look that. Because I mean, he was only in his early thirties in the in the mid to late nineties when like Twister and Liar Liar were happening. Ooh, I just year. remembered another movie he was in with Alicia Silverstone in like nineteen ninety five or something really? ninety six, and it was like kind of like a Lolita thing where this girl was trying. What the fuck was it called? Oh, the baby. I don't know. I don't remember what it was called, but this like young, like teenage girl was trying to seduce the next door neighbor and he was the next door neighbor and he wasn't like all about that underage shit. And she was like trying to blackmail him. It was a really weird, intense movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that one. But he was still very handsome. (laughs) Pulling up the IMDb. And he wrote a book. He wrote a book called As You Wish and I still haven't read it. And I'm like ashamed to say that I haven't. And it was talking about his experience on The Princess Bride or something like that. That sounds like it'd be a very interesting book to read. Yeah, that sounds like something we should suggest to Joanna to check out. I'm I bet about she would like that. 
so, from uh, literature. Yeah. So she does a literature podcast? Yes. Yeah, she's absolutely. the host of literature. Totally. An enlightened podcast about books. <laughs> so I'm going to blow your guys' minds. Carrie Elwes is British. He's from London. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, his real name is Ivan Simon Carrie Elwes. That's a lot of names. Yes. That's a lot of names. Has he I been, kni- has he been knighted? Uh, no, he's oh. not a sir. Uh, Oversight. All filmography, pulling it up. He's been in 118 things as an actor and recently played Andy Warhol Ooh. in a movie called Billionaire Boys Club. Mm. Never heard it's of it. It's coming out this Mm-mm. year, 2018. I'd be interested I in I could see that. him as Andy Warhol. He yeah. voices yeah. John P. Jones in the Gettysburg Address, which comes out this year. Can I just say, inter- I need to interject right sure, now. please do. I can't believe we haven't already mentioned, since we're talking about his filmography, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Well, yeah, like, that was the, the other best. slumber party yeah. movie yeah. <laughs> back in the day. That was my favorite Mel Brooks <laughs> movie growing it was up. It's so silly. I've, I watched that. That was one of my Night Night movies yeah. for many years. So, yeah. like, Carrie Ellis is, like, instilled in my heart forever <laughs> as my 90s crush. He was also in Days of Thunder and Hot Shots. I didn't know that. And Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, yeah, he was in that. <clears throat> I remember that one. That uh, was such a really weird movie what do you think about that movie lauren bram stoker's dracula yeah with winona Ryder and gary oldman who is super sexy in it by the way (laughs) saying it right now it's been ages since i've seen it i seem to remember that i i thought that the acting was kind of bad oh it was terrible yeah keanu was in it (laughs) yeah i mean it was like the worst anthony hopkins was awful in it as van helsing my god it was like watching a terrible stage play but it was just so like romantic and tragic and beautifully like the costumes i loved it was a 90s thing get over it yeah <laughs> i think i watched it once i don't think i watched it again after it was that. terrible it was like i a feel like i feel like i've seen dracula play. i feel like i've seen dracula <laughs> 2000 more times than I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that's more. upsetting to me that's funny when i was i was in new york um like 10 years ago and we went my mom and i were in new york and she took me to go see uh dracula the musical and it was voted Whoa. number one worst musical of oh. all time. So we went and saw it and it lived up to its name. It was terrible. Oh, and there was what like hardly, terrible. Oh, you would have loved it. It was <laughs> so <laughs> That's awful. why I need to know. It was so awful. Like they were trying so hard to be serious, but we were just like laughing. Like, like it was, ugh, it was the worst. It, it definitely was the worst musical of all time. <laughs> and I got to see it front row because nobody was there. <laughs> and it was great. And I loved it. We had so much fun. <laughs> oh, that's not awkward at all. Well, we ended up going to that because originally we were going to go see the producers, but I got sick. I got food poisoning oh, no. and had to leave and blah, blah, blah. Oh, people got, worst. got doubly punished. Yeah, so she felt really bad that we missed the producers, so she's like, let's just get tickets to see Dracula the Musical because you're weird and goth and whatever. You'll love it. I'm like, okay, let's go. And we did it. It was awful. And we had a blast. That's great. I'm sure the producers would have been much better. Yeah, uh, for sure. I got to see yeah. like the for first sure. 15 <laughs> minutes of the producers on Broadway. And then I got sick. I had to run in the bathroom. I was like violently throwing up. Oh. We, went, we had eaten at like Planet Hollywood earlier. Oh. And I just, something was not right. So I had to go yeah. home, That's back to the hotel. And terrible. was like sweating all night. It was horrible. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, what were we talking about? Well, we're talking about the Princess Bride today, <laughs> oh, but yeah. we haven't like Tangent really City. given the okay. listeners any kind of like uh, overview of the movie. I think it's important, you know, we might have listeners who's never seen this movie. So do you guys I don't know of anybody give... that's never seen this movie. Well, AP, until we brought it up, hadn't seen this movie. He's going to be on later today in the episode. He and I are going to do a little thing where he's going to talk with me about what he thought about the episode. And we're going right. to, we have a whole plan because he couldn't be here today. The weather's awful. Yeah, we're the in mechanic. snow apocalypse 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got like 14 inches of snow. It's been crazy. I'm hoping that this will be like the first and the last snowstorm get it the fuck over with of this winter yep. mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i'm getting really tired of it i'm so over this winter well i shoveled a hole into my hand as you can yeah, see yeah that's legit yeah. so <laughs> you've probably shoveled your drive like what at least 10 times this week yeah i would say at this point because i'm kind of obsessing about it now like i want it to be as clear as possible because how bad the snow has been Mm -hmm. and i just hate having a messy drive when it's already shitty out it just compacts you're not enjoying get going places yeah at least with the drive done it's like oh fuck we got to go somewhere so what our drive's clear it's not a big deal you know so i've just been trying to stay on top of it and that includes you know shoveling at 2 a.m and and as soon you as I You just need get to up, get like a functional snowblower. I need to and just that will get, solve everything. I just need to get fuel for my snowblower. That's all it's all you need to, to do. And then it'll be fully Solutions are everywhere. Totally. But let's get back to the movie. Okay. Uh, Princess Bride. It's, let's, it's so good. So it starts with Fred Savage. Right? Well, actually, I wanted to I Ooh. wanted to say something really quick. Do Sorry. it. Do it. Bring I was it just up. thinking about it before yeah, I sure. forget. The reason that we decided to do this movie um, for our podcast today Despite, you know, it being a great movie for Valentine's Day, as this is our Valentine's Day special and whatnot, um, we thought it's just like been out in the ether lately because of um, the new Andre the Giant documentary that's coming out. And it got me like that movie looks so good. I'm so stoked to see that movie. Is that an HBO special or Showtime or something? I don't know. I'll look it up. I have no idea. But have you guys seen the trailer for the new Andre the Giant documentary? No. no. Mm-mm. I'll pull it up oh. for him. It looks so good. When did he pass away? 1993, I think. Yeah, it's been a been a while. You, like all these questions. Hold on. Okay, first of all, Andre the Giant. Let's see. We'll go to his his. Uh, yeah, he died January 27th of 93. Um. He was seven foot four and five hundred and twenty pounds. I guess he was this legendary alcoholic because uh, he was in so much pain all the time from wrestling and his body mm. hurting. Yeah, I've heard that before. That way, and he, uh, one of the things that I was looking forward to reading about in Carrie Ellis's book, as you wish, was um, the stuff about Andre the Giant because I I grew up loving him, you know, mm-hmm. in this movie particularly. He's so funny and. Um, he's originally French, right? He's from France, right? I think so. Yeah. Right? And- I think he's Andre, French. that's French. I'm pretty sure that he's French. He is a French Canadian wrestler. Oh, okay. French Canadian. Okay. Uh, can you guys see this? Are we watching this trailer right now? Lauren, can you see it? Yes. Okay. okay. Fans, take a look at this. Andre can you trailer, believe yeah. that? Perhaps even, let's compare it to the size of my head. Andre, the. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> His hand is bigger than It would not be fair to pit anyone against him. No, it's crazy. He would crush anyone. 
just by looking at them pretty much. He kept everybody in line. He was the guy. He was famous Aww. on a different level. Literally mm. the biggest celebrity in the world. He's so sweet. It is HBO Sports Deck. I feel like he was a gentle giant, though. You knew that you were seeing it's a beer can. In the world. Jesus. Andre was an attraction. Wow. There was no level of comfort. It had to be an uncomfortable life. There's only one. They think of him as this legendary drinker. He drank because he was in pain. People would not leave him alone. The reality of who he was was getting more intense on him. He knew he wasn't going to live long. Month after month, you can see Andre failing. Andre commanded great respect. He was not the most articulate man in the world. Look at me when I'm trying to. He spoke in other ways. Oh, boy, look at that. He was a figure of the imagination come to life. Mother Nature has done something really magnificent here. He did sports entertainment before there was sports entertainment. Yeah! I can't believe it. This is unreal. April 10th, HBO, Andre mm. the Giant. I can't wait. So we'll be covering that on the foodies that's like right around there. We'll make sure to Definitely. get it and watch it. Uh, interesting to note, and this is going to be a little crossover here. So Andre the Giant famously is known for one moment in professional wrestling more than anything else, and that's the uh, third WrestleMania. Andre versus Hulk Hogan. Hogan lifted Andre up and body slams him, wins the match. So it's cool because that's when Andre, he was kind of on his way out, right. and he gave Hulk the rub, mm-hmm. and then Hulkamania just exploded, you know? Right. So that he is the catalyst mm-hmm. for so much in this world. It's amazing. It's, it's totally and he's incredible. Like, he made, I feel like he made wrestling like more of a spectacle like because absolutely like what it what he mm. was like that that showpiece like you know like he was the attraction and that like just made that whole thing snowball into making this biggest spectacle as they can make it I like mean, that's he gave birth to that like that showmanship to it's it it's kind of the circus freak show side of it where people saw the spectacle of right. look at this dude he is I don't ridiculous. think professional wrestling would be anything like it is today without him I I agree with you like 10 million percent because Andre definitely paved the way and there's there's some really hilarious famous stories I guess uh one time in like a, at a house show and that's when you wrestle not live on TV it's just for people who are you know local or whatever um Ultimate Warrior potatoed which means to really actually punch Andre in the face mm-hmm. and Andre didn't really care for that too much so when Warrior came off the ropes he knocked him unconscious like for real Ooh, in the room just one punch KO'd him because it was like come on man why would you really hit me do you know who i am yeah do you know what i can do to you look at my fist it's bigger than your whole fucking face bro yeah you know so and of course then andre drinking like 126 beers famously i think was Mm -hmm. the the story of it one of the you know after parties or whatever but that documentary looks incredible. Yeah, I can't wait. So did he die from alcohol-related issues, or did he die because of whatever genetic... Didn't he have some kind of genetic disorder he, that made him... He did, yeah. I'm going to pull that. I had that pulled up uh, here. I think... Wasn't he, like, in pain and stuff just, like, because of his... Yeah, probably because of his bones yeah, like and, like, his muscles. His, yeah, and his body just... Not from just being. from wrestling, but just from yeah. being... 
alive kind of right that's um they say that about people that are he died of tall, congestive big like heart that. failure that's mm. what it says stress like yeah congestive heart failure in 93 he was 46 does it say what mm. kind of disorder he had or like what he was born with i feel like he was born with something giantism giantism, giantism yeah. mm-hmm. which is an excessive he has an excessive growth had excessive growth yeah. hormone Mm. Um, which caused uh i probably just put more stress on his heart mm-hmm. yeah it would i it would have to i mean i don't know being uh, a very small person i could not imagine being that mm-mm. that big mm-mm. he uh was a one-time wwf champ one-time wwf tag champ which is interesting and he was the sole inaugural of inductee in the 1993 wwe hall of fame they created the uh, Hall of Fame for Andre. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow, I was just, I got super sucked in reading about Andre the Giant's death in, on Wikipedia, and I was like, oh, God, I need to come up for air. This is sad. Yeah, <laughs> I guess well, he let's was in Paris gears. for, like, his father's yeah. funeral, and then he passed away of congestive heart failure in his mm. hotel. But, uh, and it says that he was cremated. Oh, would have to be. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. His ashes were scattered at his ranch in North Carolina, something like that. Oh, sweet. Uh, he was an awesome, monstrous role in the Princess Bride, which is what oh, we're he doing. He was so, so perfectly <clears throat> cast for that character. He was mm-hmm. brought such a sweetness and gentleness to this, like Fezic. Fezic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I loved his relationship with Inigo. Like, their 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 bromance was mm-hmm. perfect as well. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about their bromance was their little rhyming game they would play. Who who played the little balding guy that was on the boat at the beginning? Inconceivable? Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to mm-hmm. be at the Indiana Comic Con or something this year. Yeah. I saw that online or something. Mm-hmm. He was hilarious. I read on. I read a thing about him saying that he was afraid that he was, that Robert Reiner or Rob Reiner, the, the director, was going to fire him because he didn't think that he was funny. And Rob Reiner was like, "We cast you because you're hilarious in this role. Just be yourself. That's all you got to do. That's what's mm-hmm. funny." And he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and that's why it worked. And that's why he was so yeah. funny as this. Sicilian assassin. <laughs> you mentioned the rhyming game. We used part of that for the intro to today's show. Anybody want a peanut? Yep. Gets <laughs> so mad about it. He's like he's like the mother hen to to that trio. Like got to keep them his idiots in line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird because this movie is based on a real book, and in the movie, it's the story of the book, but it's not right, the it's real story of the book. Right. Yeah, That's different. so weird. That's Inceptabook. Yeah. I never read The Princess Bride. No, you did not. Yeah, I didn't either. Okay, well, I think that, uh, yeah, we're about 25 minutes in here, so I'm going to throw down the gauntlet because we're going to go head-to-head-to-head here. I'm going to play the moderator, and we're going to do some Princess Bride trivia. How's Ooh. that sound? Okay. I'm going to win. Okay, well, hold on. <laughs> yeah. now, there, I don't know. Maybe Lauren and I'll tie. There's, and I haven't rewatched it in I know. a really You're going long into this time. cold. Yeah. Okay, well. Show okay. your stuff. Okay. Show your stuff. Okay. Well, you, you know, you just <laughs> think going to be it. a little bit. Okay, so here's the deal. We have to figure out a way for you guys to, like, buzz in. So think Can of, we like. just, like, do that? Well, but if everybody does it at the same time, how do I know? Right? You have to be watching. 
Okay. Oh goes, my gosh. Okay. So I have to watch you guys slap the table. Fine. Fair do you enough. think of it? Can you think of well, a different? I was going to say we could do call outs where you have like a three word phrase that you say like I love Lucy or something and that's your sign in. I won't remember that. Okay. Well, I, I, it didn't have to be that. I was just that was an example. She's like I wouldn't remember that. Okay. So okay. Can we do it where we just like take turns instead yeah. of having like a buzz in thing? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Can we, we roll for idea. can we roll for questions? Okay, sure. You guys want to fill a, a couple seconds and let me go grab a die? Okay. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> this is um not that I'm going to be able to answer many of the questions. I don't I know names. I'm bad I with hope names. I they're really good questions. I'm very bad with names. I love trivia. <laughs> I'm I really love trivia. <laughs> I know. To fill the your, point of rage. Fill your brains with shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at some trivia. Like, I'm really good at Buffy trivia. I'm really good at Doctor <laughs> Who trivia. <laughs> yes. I do I'm okay with Doctor Who, I think, trivia. I, I do all right with that. I I'm really wait. good at Lord of the Rings trivia. I, I was on this app. I forget what it's called. <sighs> Quiz Up is the name of the app. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was ranked like number three in Indiana. I'm Lord of the Rings <laughs> trivia. <That's great. laughs> wow, congrats, man. I That's wish awesome. I had a crown to give you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tiara. Daniel's back. Did you find a die? I did. I brought the awesome purple and gold die. Uh, each, each one of you should roll it. Okay. Whoever gets the highest can choose first or last. Okay. And then we'll just go around. Lauren, you want to roll first? Okay. Three. <laughs> Sarah. Eight. Thirteen. Hey. Lucky lucky number. That's awesome. I'll go first. Okay. First question out the gate. Why do Buttercup and Wesley pledge to outlive each other? Why do Buttercup and Wesley pledge to outlive each other? Other than the fact that they love each other? I was just going to say, what yeah. What a stupid question. I'm just, that, it's just that, it's that. on the site. I didn't pick it. I'm just reading from a site. That's dumb. I request a new question. <laughs> <laughs> that that question well, is so open-ended, first of was all. Was there a specific... What's the answer? Well, it says, Wesley and Buttercup promised to outlive one another so that they'll never, ever have to be apart. So that's a line in the movie. It says, their love is deep. Wesley what? devoted to Buttercup from the very start. He works, and then it just kind of ends because it's a. That wasn't a line in the movie. These are okay. So then this is a bad quiz. <laughs> oh no! I guess I don't know. <laughs> Let's see what the next question is. That Let's was go so on. Move weird. on. You requested a new question. I did. I requested Let's a see. new question, please. New question, please. <sighs> One second. I have to pull it up. <laughs> it's okay. We're doing this on the fly. Well, no, no I had something, and I thought those were. Smart questions. These are going to be stupid easy. I hate this one. <laughs> oh no! Like I could, I could answer all these, and I know very little about the movie. I wanted to have like a good trivia. Yeah, go deep. Okay. Some deep cuts. Deep Some cuts. Deep Let cuts. me see if there's a Princess Bride quiz on Quiz Up. I've never play, used Quiz Up. Yeah, I, I don't remember know what Sporkle. That is. Sporkle was no, fun. I don't know like what that is years either. ago. <laughs> oh, I was so good at like it would be like name. Every president. Oh, okay. I have some. Okay, I've got some. For like by year, and I knew every single one. (laughs) Okay, I've got. I've got better questions, and they are definitely from the movie. Okay. Hundred percent. Okay, I'm ready. What was Indigo's life dream? To avenge his father's death. 
and kill the six-fingered man. I will accept it. That is the correct answer. Mark a point for yourself. Can you keep tally of the sure. points? Okay. You can uh, just put like zero for mine because I'm probably not going to know anything. <laughs> never say never. Let's see what happens. It's been a really long time since I've seen this movie. Well, it's your turn. Okay. Well, Nothing. I'll try. I'll do my best. That's all you can do. Okay, during the sword fight between Wesley and Indigo, what oddity can be noticed about the terrain? About the terrain? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what oddity? It says, during the sword fight between Wesley and Indigo, what oddity can be noticed about the terrain? When I give the wasn't, answer, wasn't it like on like the edge of like a cliff? That's what I was thinking, like cliffs or hills or something. Yeah, super rocky. Yeah, but and there was like yeah, that's oh, all I, I got. The answer. That's all I got. I know the answer. Can I answer it? I won't. Well, I don't. That's all I got. For we don't the need answer. to keep score. Let's just answer these questions. Okay, sure. What do you think the answer okay. is? I think the answer is there was like a turret carved into the stone at one point when he was like sword fighting with him. He like pushed Mandy Patinkin, pushed Carrie was like mm-hmm. over it, and it was like cut out like a turret. Is that what it is? A various, a very obvious mat cushions their fall oh, lame. and sends off a cloud of dust. The scene is hilarious. When Wesley and Indigo perform their gymnastic feat, the mat raises several inches off the ground and is easily seen. Oh, I've never noticed oh. that before. I'm gonna have to pay attention to that. <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't have. I just thought that. they meant like what was weird about yeah. that scene. I was like, well, it was rocky and a cliff. Maybe yeah. the fact that it was like Hills a tower and, or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Next okay. question. Lauren, you can field this next one. Okay. Who plays the narrator of the story? Hmm. Isn't it the old man, the grandpa? Yeah. Do you know the actor? Mm. I mean, that's technically acceptable because it does say he could be, you know, he is grand, uh, the grandfather. Oh, it's Peter Falk. Yes. He was Columbo. Correct. <laughs> I love his voice. Oh. In the Honest trailer, I made Nate watch the Honest trailer to like kind of uh, refresh his memory about this movie since he'd oh. only seen it one time. And uh, it was a, they did a little f- sketch where they superimposed his voice over the other characters while they were saying like romantic things, like having it be Columbo saying mm-hmm. it in his voice and it was hilarious. <laughs> like, as you wish. <laughs> Next question. You guys ready? Yeah. Where does locaine powder come from? Iocane. Iocane, it looks like an L. Comes from Australia. Does. As everyone knows. Okay, next. Which of these is not a name Buttercup calls Wesley during the movie? Which of these does is not a name Buttercup calls Wesley during the movie? Farm boy, killer, my sweet Wesley, my one true love. Killer. Okay. My one true love. Okay. I don't know. Uh killer. It is my one true love. She calls Wesley a killer when he gets his dread pirate Roberts disguise. I've loved you more deeply than a killer like yourself could ever dream. Oh. Ah. Drama. Finish the quote. I know who you are. Your dread pirate your dread pirate Roberts. Admit it. Blank. With pride. Mm. What can I do for you? Only after she you can tells die him. slowly and crash into a thousand pieces. <laughs> That's right. I know the whole fucking movie. Whatever. I, I don't. <laughs> if I'm we need now. to excuse myself, I need to go to the bathroom again. <laughs> oh, sure. No That's worries. Okay. You drank a lot of water today. Peace out. Mm-hmm. 
Enjoy yeah, yourself. If, if this was about Billy Madison, this would be a different story. It can definitely I, be about Billy Madison. Because <laughs> that can like, change the course of this podcast anytime you want, Sarah. <laughs> true, there's no real agenda. <laughs> We're we goddamn grownups. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Uh, we can do a we can do a Billy Madison quiz after this. I'm down. <laughs> okay. We can do a couple. We can I'm do not trying song. to throw down or anything. I'm no, just saying, I am super. I, oh, I, there's other movies accepted. out there that I know better than this one. Challenge <laughs> accepted. Any more Princess Bride ones? Oh, tons. Okay, give us some good ones. What reason does Wesley give for wearing a mask? They're terribly comfortable. Yep. When Wesley is fighting Fezzik, Fezzik is curious and asks Wesley why he is wearing a mask. Wesley tells him that they are terribly comfortable and that he predicts they will soon be all the rage again. What does Indigo swear by so that Wesley trusts him to throw down the rope? The sword of his father. It, incorrect. Wait, hold on. What's the... Uh-oh. What does Indigo swear by so that Wesley trusts him to throw down the rope? He said, he, I swear on the sword of my father, Domingo Montoya, you will reach the top alive. The soul of his father, not the sword. Oh. Oh. I thought he said sword because he was obsessed with his father's sword. And he had a very thick Spanish accent. Oh. Thing says soul. Well, they're probably fucking wrong. No. Oh. Uh, it seems like this, this has challenging been. challenging that. Well, we're going to have to look that up and see. Oh, yeah. We'll watch it and yeah. have the subtitles on or something. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Sometimes those are wrong, too, though. That's true. Right. Shit. What are we going to do? I mean, let me just listen. Use our judgment. Yeah. Right at the beginning of the film, the camera cuts in on a little boy playing a video game. What type of game is it? Oh, I know this. What is it? Well, oh, well, you know I, I know it because the... <laughs> it was like a baseball game. It, it's baseball on the NES. Yeah, oh. it's the original baseball. Um, so. I remember the intro to the Princess Bride, and it was that him playing that video game, and I loved like hearing the no- the music of the game because I was like, oh my god, this movie's gonna start now! I'm so excited. <laughs> what is the? Oh, go. Sorry, I was just gonna say I would like watch this movie every time I was homesick from school. Aw. Yeah, it was my jam. It was your feel-better movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so nice. What is the first thing Buttercup tells Wesley to do? The first command. Mm. Is it about the horse saddle? Yeah. Okay, she says that she wants to see her face shining in it by morning. Because she's a bitch. <laughs> Bossy Bingo. little bitch. Got it. I'm just kidding. She's not a bitch. She's Buttercup. Oh, this one's hard. Ooh, this is difficult. What sports team is on the grandson's pajamas at the beginning of the movie? Is it Giants? No, wait, don't tell me. Let me think. I don't remember. Oh, I was going to say the Bears. It Damn was it. the Bears. We're like in the region and everything. Yeah. I should have remembered that. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> Who was Dread Pirate Roberts directly before Wesley? It was such a weird name. Mm-hmm. Kamaba or something like that. No. No. It's a very white boy name. Oh, okay. Hold on. Ryan? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was very good. He tells this to Buttercup during the fire swamp scene. Who plays Vizzini? Vizzini, Wallace Shawn. Correct. You already asked me that. No, we didn't. Okay. Is there a mail or something? No. Oh, okay, sorry. The first thing you hear once the movie has started is... 
the NES game. It's a baseball sound. Actually, you hear a boy coughing. Oh. That's what they have first is the cough. God, specific. Let's, all right, one more, and then we're moving on to Billy Madison quiz. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting tired of answering all of them. Well, sorry. No, it's okay. I'm still enjoying it. (laughs) I don't know any of the answers. Let's see. Now, I would know them if I had watched the movie. What formation? Okay, okay. What formation did the man in black climb up along with Fezzik and to go in Vizzini? The Cliffs of Insanity. Bingo. Okay, moving on. Okay, so I did. Pr- we did pretty good. Is there anything? You did pretty good. I did pretty good. Uh, is there anything else we want to do? Discuss? Involve the Princess Bride before we depart this part of the conversation? So I just want to say, if you haven't seen the Princess Bride, you're really missing out. It's a great movie for children, but actually for adults, and it's for- funny. It's got giants, monsters, mm-hmm. chases, escapes, revenge, true love, miracles. It's got everything. Catchphrases. Catchphrases They're like galore. professional wrestlers. Inconceivable. Yeah. My it's name is girls. Indigo Montoya. Lauren, is there anything you want to say about the Princess Bride before we move on? Nothing I can really think of. I really liked Billy Crystal's character in this oh movie. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. He was so great as Miracle Max in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess he would walk around the set with his makeup on and nobody knew it was like really him at first or whatever and he was just yeah. messing with people. Yeah. <laughs> and Carol Kane is his wife in mm-hmm. it. Valerie. Mm-hmm. She's probably <laughs> one of my favorite characters in this movie. <laughs> I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an obligation for us to rate this movie before we go. It's always our kind of jam to do out of five pizza slices so out of five pizza slices i'm giving this like a 3.5 just for me because i've only seen it once i need to let it like resonate the i don't think you should be allowed to vote until you rewatch it f- fine because i'm my gonna vote. say I don't five out of five pizza slices no it's your bias your bias they're supreme pizza they're slices supremes. not just Mwah. cheese not just cheese wunderbar not just pepperoni, Supreme. Supreme. You don't even like all the stuff on a Supreme pizza. But it's extra. That's how much I love this movie. Damn. <laughs> it's like level up. Lauren? I'd have to go with like a 4.8. Damn. Yes. Wow, I feel like I'm totally outnumbered on this. Any uh, toppings? Um, Any way to extrify this? I want pizza again. It's hard to uh, compete no. with um, the Supreme. Oh, Goodness. Probably just sausage, bacon, and avocado. <laughs> that, that little sounds extra. Delicious. <laughs> sounds real good, Sarah. Uh, I'm going to go with a four out of five. I'm going to go with take the middle road. Sure. Fair. Cool. Yeah. Uh, just because it, like, I watched it a lot when I was a kid, but clearly I didn't retain as much as I did from other movies. So that's what knocked it down one. I see. But. A more recent rewatch might affect my rating on another day. I propose that we rewatch it. Come back. Also, I, I, I do have something coming out of this that we can discuss before we get into that other trivia you guys wanted to do. They want to do Billy Madison trivia. How are you on Billy Madison knowledge? Not very good. Same also as well. I don't really like Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, we can beef Old on Adam that. Old Adam Sandler or new Adam Sandler or just him all together? Just him all together. Fair. The only Adam Sandler movie that I really like, and I only like it because I remember it growing up, or the only two movies I really liked were Big Daddy and Little Nicky. 
Little Nicky's my jam. <laughs> Nate loves Little Nicky. Popeye's chicken is the shiznack. <laughs> you know, like, Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome. <laughs> my brother Adrian hit me in the face with a shovel. <laughs> you know, God. like... <laughs> God, that movie was weird. It's just super devil juice dad gave me. <laughs> super devil juice. Give me that, you little girl. I went to go see that movie, funny story, I went to go see that movie with my best friend Val and her mom and her brother. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that would be an uncomfortable movie to see with a mom, I would think. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Tithead, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, yeah. It's a little out there. Yeah. A little Nicky. Who is that I that's like Tithead? Kevin Nealon. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> was Rob Schneider in that movie? Yeah. 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 He had like, a cameo. Yeah. He was like a you naked farmer. Yeah. You cover him in bees. <laughs> oh, yeah. fucking head off. Who was his love interest? Wasn't it Patricia, it was Patricia Arquette? Patricia Arquette. Yeah. 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 It was Patricia With Arquette. your heart shaped tiny. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> She was weird. She was a weird uh, character in that movie. Patricia Arquette always plays weird characters, though. Yeah, yeah. Little Nicky could kind of be a Valentine's Day movie. I mean, it is ultimately it is a, love a love story. story. It sure. ultimately ends with a baby. <laughs> that it's that movie's so strange and awesome and bizarre. Uh, I love the end of Little Nicky. The last scene in it is uh, his buddies uh, use their money to like stock an airplane full of like booze and bud and good tunes and then they crashed the plane because they didn't actually hire a pilot and then the last scene is just them like being super happy jamming in hell <laughs> in little in, Nikki's in bedroom Nikki's room yeah, yeah. That's... they're like so happy to be living in hell and being metal i, ha- I can pull up a <laughs> trivia about little nikki if we want there's mm. only three there's only one there's one with only 10 questions is that good okay okay let's see how it goes i'm gonna ask this to you guys see how it rolls no, I just what? So Little Nicky and the Princess Bride are our Valentine's <laughs> Day movies. We have couple. issues. Wow. We have issues, guys. Wow, that's right. Well, it's, it up it to makes them. sense because there's three women here and uh, Nathaniel, and Nathaniel I f- loves. I feel severely Nikki. outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Lauren brought up Little Nicky, I will say that. Not me. Okay, when we first saw Nicky, he was pretending to play guitar while listening to a famous band. Who was it? I know the answer, but I won't say. Who was it? Led Zeppelin. Okay. Come back to me. Okay, Sarah, any guess? First seen Nicky, he was pretending to play guitar while listening uh, to what famous rock band? I'm going to say ACDC. That's a guess. Back to you. Oh, man. I know it's not Kiss. I'm not saying Kiss. Hold on. Who who was the who was the band who was the band that Judas Priest maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say Judas Just Priest. Say JP. It's funny because Judas Priest, Styx, and Led Zeppelin are on this list. However, the correct answer is Van Halen. Dang. Uh, Running with the Devil. It's that bass song. I was song. just gonna say. Don't, show. Don't, don't, I thought it was gonna be Highway don't, to Hell. Don't, ACDC. Don't, don't. No, no, that, that's shout at the I devil. I know, I kept seeing that. Shout at the devil. Like, no, I'm, it's not that. It's not kiss. It's not. <laughs> but I, I, it, God, yeah. Damn it. It's Halo. It was in there. It just couldn't come out of my head. Knowing that yeah. he has ruled the 
over the underworld for the past 10,000 years, the devil, played by Harvey Keitel, mm. the devil himself, decides to call on Nikki and his brothers to make a decision on who would rule for the next 10,000 years. What was the devil's decision on who would rule? He decided that he would himself continue to rule. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. the correct answer. What item was given to Nikki for the purpose of capturing his brothers? Pretty easy. The flask. The flask, yep. I'm from the south. I'm from the blank south. Complete the quotation said by Nikki. Deep. Yes. I'm from the deep south. Where did Nikki apprehend his first brother Cassius? Was it at the train station? Was it? Oh, first, yeah. Was it in the subway? Okay, that's a guess. I thought it was at the basketball game. That's a guess. I don't have a guess. I don't know. I'm going to say basketball game. It was the basketball game because he's uh, Dana The Globetrotters yep. game. Yep. Didn't he get one of them in the subway? <laughs> he tries and fails. Adrian tricks him because he sweats. Remember, the dudes are sweating and he, because he's like, doesn't alcohol lower your blood temperature? And they're sweating really bad because they're trying to trick him. Doesn't I work. Know. I don't remember. And either. then Nikki gets sent back to hell because he gets thrown onto the subway. Oh, yeah. He gets hit by the train. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's probably a question later. Which is one of the not? Which of this these are not one of the ways Nikki is killed in the movie? A. Drowned in a bathtub. B. Choked on Popeye's chicken. C. Hit by train. D. Smashed over the head by large rock. Popeye's chicken. Mm-hmm. Popeye's chicken. Yes, it is. Now yeah. I want Popeye's chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, here's a good one. What drink did Peter and John say they had in order to try and fool Adrian into getting captured? I don't know. Super devil juice? No, they don't offer him super devil juice. Wait, who wait, repeat the question. What drink did Peter and John say those are the Mel oh, dudes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In order yeah, to yeah, try and schnapps. fool Adrian into getting captured. What kind of schnapps? Uh peppermint schnapps. Bingo. After Nikki was sent to heaven, he met his mother, who happened to be an angel. He also vi- met a very familiar character who appeared in Adam Sandler's 1996 movie, Happy Gilmore. What is this character's name? It's Shit. all in the hips. It's all in mm-hmm. the hips. I cannot remember his name. He's their dance instructor. Okay, I'll give you some clues. Shooter McGavin, yeah. Virginia Vanette. Grandma Gilmore, Chubbs Peterson. Chubbs. Chubbs. It is Chubbs. After meeting his mother, Nikki was entrusted a a special item that was given to him by God himself. What was that item? It was like a ball of inner light or something. Let out the good. An orb with angelic powers. Who played his mom? Reese Witherspoon. Yep. It was Mm. Reese Witherspoon. Who was responsible for catching Adrian and finally sealing him away in the container that Nikki was given? Ozzy Osbourne. Correct. He bit off his fucking head. <laughs> you can do it. Bite his head off. Bite his freaking head off. That's what he oh. said. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't... Okay, so I think we got 100% yeah, on this trivia. This. He hands, him, hands her a big rock. <laughs> I didn't write an answer for Deep South, so they didn't give it to us. But we got a 10 out of 10. Scored 135 points. What? (laughs) Or 150 points. What? Anyways, um, 
what well, else do we want to fun. talk about today? I've been enjoying the trivia. That was yeah, fun. that's different. A little yeah, outside the lines of what we typically do here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what we should talk about how us foodies totally made a gigantic fuck up. And oh I fix yeah, this we fuck need to right talk now. about something. So last Lauren, episode, we're gonna probably all re uh, give our opinion for best animated feature film, and here's why for our Oscar picks this year. When we were explaining what these were, I could not place one of these movies, and if I would have been able to place it and explain to you guys what it was, you would have immediately known what it was, and we probably all would have picked it. So, loving Vincent is the Vincent Van Gogh movie that was hand-painted. Every shot in the movie is painted in his style, like Starry Night, to recreate the whole movie. It's all just paintings. 100%. Every single yes, scene correct. is different um, paintings. It's probably going to be incredibly sad. I have it. We haven't watched it yet. I but can't wait to I watch it. I remember seeing the trailer for that, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, that movie looks great. And the like I said, the animation is beautiful because it's like Starry Night moving. In every scene. It's it's incredible what they did. Have you seen the trailer for that? Mm-mm. Maybe I should pull oh, that up. Oh, man. I think I, I need did go to. see The Shape of Water, though. Ooh, let's talk about it. What did you think? We haven't seen we it haven't yet. We haven't seen it but yet. But we would love to get your We've review and opinion on it. We've been procrastinating. I thought it was amazing. Um, it, was very, it was very strange how it ended up. I don't want to give away any spoilers. Yeah, I appreciate don't. that. <laughs> all right. Well, we can do a review after we've all seen it. We'll tell AP to, to check it out. And Has he seen it? Yeah. Oh, AP saw it? He, okay. AP finally saw uh, I, Tanya. We'll oh, be talking yeah. about that later in the episode okay, today, too. So Yeah, we're going to mm. make this kind of like a two-part episode. That's kind of the theme this week. Yeah. It's two-parters. The weather two-parters. has caused all these two-parters. Uh, yeah, Monday, JIC will be a two-parter, right? We already did it, oh, according yeah. to the way the week works, even though we haven't done it yet. Isn't that weird? Few, yeah, time traveling again. Um, oh. Podcast time but traveling. We will have already done JIC where V is going to be half of the episode's guest host and then AP and Brando is going to come and then do the other half with me. Things got a little wonky and we had to make some adjustments. So I found the trailer here and let's. Vincent Van Gogh killed himself. How does a man go from calm to suicidal in six weeks? Vincent left this letter. Theo Van Gogh. That's Vincent's brother, isn't it? I don't see the point in delivering a dead man's letter. So? If you had died and there was a letter out there that you had sent to me, I'd want it. I don't want to do something for Vincent. You're not going to stir things up again, are you? You've had quite enough weeping over that nutcase. His neighbours and the police and the whole town (laughs) against an ill man. Vincent, what have you done? We all knew something was very wrong. Vincent! peaceful souls that is the price of your path is it worth it did he change his mind did he want to live after all you want to know so much about his death what do you know of his life 
What did you do from? I would like to show by my work what this nobody has in his heart. Your loving Vincent. Man, I, mean, I can't wait to see this movie. That's like a clear cut gonna be the Oscar winner. It's obvious. Like, sorry, it's gotta win. I don't give a fuck about Ferdinand or Coco or Boss Baby or I, I didn't see the trailer for Breadwinner, so I'm not gonna judge it. But the other three are like the goofy animated kids movie things, and that loving Vincent was just like whoa. It's the first fully painted feature picture. Yeah, it looks like a beautiful. It looks beautiful. It looks like the story. I hope the story isn't like over romanticized. It looks very very romanticized. Yeah. I mean, which I guess it's Hollywood, you know, you know, movies are movies, but I just want to go home and watch Dr. Who episode. Oh, it's so good. It's one of the best ones. (laughs) I cry every time. Mm -hmm. Every time. (laughs) It's. They get you. That's one of those like incredible things that Dr. Who has been able to just nail and you know, hit on the head is bringing these legendary history moments. Like the Winston Churchill episodes Mm -hmm. are also some of my favorites. Like when uh, they do... The actor who plays Winston Churchill for Doctor Who Mm. does an amazing job. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Absolutely. I was trying to think, because he's in like, he does Churchill when they meet the Dalek during the the Blitz, Mm -hmm. and, and that's Eleven. And then he played Churchill again during the um, the Pandorica, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. time's all fucked up and on top of itself, and yep. like time isn't moving and everything's stat. It's crazy. I love Doctor Who. We always go. I, back. Yeah, I was just gonna say end. I love how almost every podcast or conversation we have we always evolves back, into Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Somehow. Yeah, I'm looking forward and to I'm whenever we start our Doctor Who podcast spinoff. So I think, by the way, I want to mention that I only need one more movie to have all of the best pictures, uh, and I want to try to watch all of them before the Oscars. That's going to be quite the um, undertaking because there's a few that we haven't seen, like most. Well, most of them, yeah. Like Get Out is the only one we have seen. And yeah. yeah but I, I mean, the other ones. I saw The Shape of Water, and I saw Get Out. That's it. I haven't seen Dunkirk. I haven't seen the, the what's the one, the Memphis or? Oh, Three Billboards out of Ebbing, Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. That looks like it's going to be awesome, too. Uh, I can't wait to watch these movies, though, and like have a better opinion of what I want to see when. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Get Out kind of won my vote just because it was awesome, and I also have seen it. Yeah. So it's like, of course I want Get Out to win. I still feel, even after seeing The Shape of Water, that Get Out should win. Okay. So that's actually interesting to note, that you kind of preferred Get Out a little bit over... I want Guillermo del Toro to win Best Director. Yeah. Oh my gosh, did you guys see, speaking of Guillermo del Toro, I put it in the foodies group. I found a video. It's three hours long. It's all the directors for Best Picture in a room talking to each other. For this year's Oscars? For this year. It's amazing. It's like got Chris Nolan and Jordan Peele and Guillermo del Toro and Greta, what's her? I can't Gerwig. Think. Is she on here? She did Lady Bird. She is on here, Greta Gerwig. I couldn't remember her last name. It started she with did Lady Bird. I haven't Bird. seen Lady Bird yet, but I, I still want to. And I don't... Maybe Paul Thomas Anderson wasn't in that conversation, but maybe he was. But it's a bunch of the best um, picture nom directors. Maybe we can share that on our Facebook. Yeah, we'll do that for link. sure. Absolutely. I'm still mad <laughs> that 
Lore did not win the Grammy for Best Album of the Year, and instead it went to fucking Bruno Mars. <laughs> I didn't watch the Grammys. I'm so out of touch mm-hmm. with music yeah, in that regard. I didn't regard. even know the Grammys had happened yet. My bad. I made a big, huge rant on it about fa- on Facebook about it. Mm. About <laughs> because one I of love my Lauren's famous rants. <laughs> I'm going now. <laughs> I made it maybe like Sunday night. <laughs> This may take a minute. (laughs) Okay. That's how you should title them from now on. Lauren's Famous Rants. Okay. As I'm going here, you guys should totally be still speaking and filling space of time. (laughs) What are you looking at? I'm trying to find her famous rant. Oh. It's um, Sunday night. It was the night of the Super Bowl. I came home and I was really mad. Because Justin Timberlake's performance at the Super Bowl, it was good, but I'm just tired of all this pop bullshit music winning out. Found it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Found it. Do you want to just read your post or should I? Or how do you want to You can do read this? it. You want me to read it? Okay. This is. Okay, cool. <laughs> Okay, LOL. So obviously I am an idiotic little girl for finding Lord's music far beyond her years and for finding Bruno Mars's music and Justin Timberlake's music for that matter. Just more pop bullshit. I vibe that. Call me crazy if you want, but I'd much rather hear from a young woman exploring the landscapes of heartbreak, solitude, and loneliness through her music, all things that I am very familiar with, uh, than from a man churning out another fucking banger to the masses. Awesome liner, by the way. Banger. I love that. (laughs) Uh, But I digress, which is to say that I stray from the point. And the point is that I don't really care what anyone thinks of me or my viewpoints on music, movies, television, shows, books, politics, religion, and the fucking food I eat, etc., I am all those things. I'm a whole person, just a set of opinions of her own, and they are just as valid as anyone else's. Yes, I'm angry. Good night. Hot <laughs> damn. <laughs> I feel like when you wrote that post, you like, like you posted it, and like you found a mannequin head and just smacked the fuck out of it, just like <laughs> splashed a martini on it. Yeah, drama. <laughs> Slam the door and walk away. Put a feather bone involved. Your kimono. <laughs> oh, kimono. I want a kimono. Yeah, if we were living Twin Peaks, that would have been a Catherine moment. Oh, total Catherine moment. You guys like that Twin Peaks quite a bit. You oh. three have seen it. I'm not on it yet. Another Catherine. It's amazing. The third, the third season on Showtime is amazing. I can't wait. I can't oh. wait. We're watching. We're we've been binge watching. Do you Twin guys have Peaks. Showtime? Uh, no, no. We'll, we will acquire this season. We will acquire but this season. Come hell and yeah, water. No, no worries there. It, came, what, on, it came out on DVD this past this past Christmas season. Great, even easier to acquire. Great. I just got a phone call from my local video store saying that I had been selected to have. Um, half off movie rentals and like three like free rentals and get my uh overdue balance wiped uh oh boy I, like, want a thing and i was oh. like great i'll definitely do that because that's why i haven't been to the video store <laughs> in so long i wonder if that's from when i put in one of those answers from the iron man question they had there because that one time i like, I, don't I don't know, know if maybe you won thing. no well because I, I put it your information obviously because i don't live in lowell so well then i i won something cool i got a, a voicemail about it the other day groovy <laughs> that's awesome they're like hey Come rent some stuff. You know yeah, what? so we'll have to rent uh, that when we're ready for it. Twin Peaks, we were talking about that. I just want to say at this point in time that Lauren, Sarah, and I will be doing a full review of Twin Peaks. Oh, Season one, uh, season two, yeah. the movie, which is a prequel called Firewalk With Me. 
I still haven't seen that yet. Then we must watch it together once we're done binge watching season two because it is my life now. She hasn't seen season two. I've seen all the original episodes. I watched season season one and two or whatever. Right, and Sarah had been so telling me been, for years that I needed to watch it. It's been years since I've seen season one and season two in its entirety, like sat mm-hmm. down and watched all the episodes. It's so worth it. Well, oh, we man. are going to have a dedicated episode of just Twin Peaks talk. David it might Lynch, even branch David Lynch themed. Yes, it, yes. I feel like it might even branch out into its own thing because there's so much that we could talk about. Multiple episodes, yeah. exclusive content, whatever. We'll figure it out, but... This is going to be real because I'm living Twin Peaks, and maybe it's, this it's could real. be like around your birthday or something. Ooh, a would Twin Peaks c- celebration! Would, would you call yeah. that the fire pod with me? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> the fire pod. Yeah, because it's like a podcast. You know? Sure, uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> the the pun. Oh, damn good puns. We'll come up with That's all of them. Some, those are some damn good puns. Yeah, oh. Dale Cooper is Sarah's a spirit animal, if you will. <sighs> yeah. Agent Cooper, special agent Dale Cooper. Diane, I'm entering the town of Twin Peaks. It is February. <laughs> what was the date on that? I feel like it was February I, 21st. I don't know. I don't probably. Know. <gasps> don't know. I don't know either. Don't it's coming know. soon. That yeah. Sarah soon. and I had a very Twin Peaks moment yesterday. Oh, at the, yeah, at the Valentine's. Bring it back around to Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. You want to Valentine's Day concert. We well, got to we go went, to the symphony. Yeah, we went to the symphony. They were chauffeured to the symphony. Yeah. Oh Daniel yes, he did because it was very snowy, and I couldn't possibly consider driving in it. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> intense, but, it, it, wasn't but too, it wasn't too bad. But we made it. It was a magnificent symphony, the Northwest Indiana Symphony, and yeah. um, it was just. Oh, I was so pleased. It yeah. was great. I I loved being able to hear Beethoven and Rachmaninoff, and mm-hmm. uh, we got to meet with the people afterwards, and it was really cool. They had an yeah. amazing pianist there. It was it was very Twin Peaks. It was, it was a little great. bit more special though, because Sarah, you did some work for them, right? And that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that made it all the more special to go and watch it because she did so much. Oh, I've been she working. She dedicated so much time to that symphony. Yeah, that writing and uh, been volunteering under the orchestra librarian. Which I'm not going to get into that because this is foodies watching movies after all. Okay, well. <laughs> it's not. But I don't have to talk about that. I was just talking about valentine's concert but yes the rachmaninoff symphony i put in about 20 hours worth of work writing conductor's notes and things by hand into the scores and the parts and whatnot making sure everything matched but they had two rehearsals and then they did the concert and it was they had a, a, so a rehearsal good. that canceled the night before because mm-hmm. of this blizzard because of the weather my guy they, they they were so good and so precise and it was it was yeah. great you couldn't even tell that they missed a rehearsal yeah that was our Valentine's Day thing. Yeah, that was fun. That we did. <laughs> I want to uh, totally just shift gears. Like, So I have movie pass news. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they broke 2 million subscribers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they actually claimed that they have helped bring, I think it was a total of, and I'm going to better explain this number, $126 million has been funneled in through movie pass to Oscar-nominated movies. Now, that sounds like, oh, shit, that's crazy, right? Like, all these Oscar-nominated flicks. But that also includes, like, the stuff that was not, like, your your Star Wars and stuff. The visual effects awards are included in that, too. For stuff in, like, your best picture category, they increased the revenue for those movies $46 million overall. 
Wow. So Movie, movie Pass. Pass is winning. They are. And so when are we getting Movie Pass? Soon. <laughs> Very soon. Because like I was saying, it's only ninety bucks per person for a year. And you have it for the entire year, 365 days, one movie a day. AP even told me, don't quote us on this here, he feels like he fucked up and saw the post twice on his movie pass, meaning that you can see the same movie more than once. You just can't see the same movie the same day. Right. But it was what we thought when we were initially telling people was that you could only see a specific movie one time on the movie pass. Oh, see, I thought it was just one if you so, want a day, it's ninety dollars a year uh-huh. for the whole year, and you get to your little debit card. Wait, how much is it per month? It's only ten said- bucks per month, but it's ninety for the full year, so you actually save thirty dollars. Oh, per- I was gonna say that doesn't make sense to me. Correct. Okay, so it's only ninety bucks a year, mm-hmm. and then you get to go see movies. Correct. Anytime you want, as One long as it's like a a, an AMC or a Goodrich theater, they have other cinemas that are getting in on this too and certain amcs don't take it so you got to be kind of mindful i know the ones around here do mm-hmm. uh when you're like on your way you check in within like 100 yards of the thing you order your ticket you go to the kiosk you put your debit card in you pull it out it already is prepaid to them it prints your ticket you're good to go and if you can always do the kiosk because then you can use your stubs reward and get your points that way if you go to the person they're not going to that's like a, a life hack for you. Despite you know? the fact that we talk about Movie Pass almost every episode, we are not affiliated I with know, Movie it's so Pass. Crazy. <laughs> we just really I'm are gonna, excited about it and want to try it. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna email them and be like, hey, could we get a sponsorship? Because like, we <laughs> fucking... Pl- well, we if anybody out there has Movie Pass and has had good or bad experiences about it, let us know. Yes, we'd we're, love to hear. Yeah, we're Absolutely. on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. Film yeah. foodies, foodies well, watching movies. Yeah. All that. Perfect. That was really good. You did that on the fly. That was I'm quite impressed. You nailed the social media plug. I really wish you guys <laughs> would hurry up and finish watching Westworld season one so that I could talk to you about how excited I am for Westworld God, season I two. Know, right? It's coming out April twenty second, so hurry up. <laughs> okay, we can get through four episodes before April twenty second. That's, That's all not we that have hard. left. Yeah, is four? episodes because uh, it's nine episodes. No, it's ten, right? Ten. So we have five. Five episodes. I was one off because yeah, we on finished episode, episode five. five. Yeah. Uh, we might rewatch the whole series. It wouldn't be too hard to binge yeah. it in a day, especially because you kind of need to with Westworld. I mean, yeah. you don't want you don't want to pick up after months Forget. of not watching. Okay, it. well, it's been months, I so mean, we're gonna, just going to have to rewatch. I still it. feel like I kind of have a grasp on the main story plot. I love yeah. Anthony Hopkins in that movie. I love the the last thing we saw was the uh, I don't even remember the barkeep. The, the the waitress lady oh, at the saloon. She Andy woke Newton up. She woke is. up on the other side. She realizes that she's. Oh, she woke up on the table. Mm-hmm. And then she was like looking around and seeing other people that she knows. Did she wake are. up? Was she cut into? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I think, and that, that's where we left off. And then we didn't we didn't pick back up for whatever reason. I don't know what got in our way. If it was we started watching Doctor Who or something. It was something, but it wasn't even like we intended to. I don't know. We've spent we. <laughs> We've been watching a lot of Gotham and Twin Peaks and uh, over like before winter break or whatever, we were watching a lot of CW where, shows where like are The Flash you at and in Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks, I am on season two, episode 12. Um, I don't want to give away like any spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen it, but um, Agent Cooper is under investigation. Uh, oh my god David Duchovny is on the show now mm-hmm. and I cannot fucking believe that I forgot that David Duchovny Why Won't You Love Me is on Twin Peaks I was so pleased I almost wept he plays a trans woman doesn't he yeah he plays a woman Agent Denise or something Denise something uh, from Internal Affairs or Internal yeah. Investigation yeah <laughs> 
But as soon as you finish Twin Peaks season two, we have to watch the prequel and then we have to watch season three. I know season three is like 18 or 19 episodes long, though, and each of them is like that's an great hour long. Good. I'm so happy. I've been trying to kind of like slow it down on the Twin Peaks. Like I haven't watched it all week just because um, I don't want it to be over. Like, I'm so obsessed and in love with this show. Like, I don't want it to stop. Like, when you're reading your favorite book and you don't want to, like, read the last page because it's like, no, I'm immersed. I'm in it. This is what my life now, you know? Twin Peaks is a lot more surreal to me. Like, it's more like It's so a surreal. Dream. Yeah. That's David Lynch for you. Yeah. Whereas, like, Westworld, it's a lot more, like, cerebral. Like right. it's not it's not as surreal. Right. It's like it's surreal for the characters in Westworld, I feel like. I feel like it's like a dream for them. Right. But, but as for an audience us, member. As a viewer, it's not it's not surreal. It's not like Twin Peaks at all. It's more like, okay, I know this is happening. I know right. this is happening. I can piece this together. Right. Even though going into season two, there's still a lot of questions that I have. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not as like what the fuck did I just see? Like where you're watching <laughs> Twin Peaks. Right. I've been recommending Twin Peaks to everybody and I'm going to do it again right here. If anybody has not yet seen Twin Peaks, definitely check it out. We'll be doing our uh, season one, two, three and movie review of it at some point soon. So mm-hmm. if I were to interject and give my opinion, yeah, you guys should do season one as an episode. Season two is an episode. The movie is an episode. Oh, definitely. And that way, you because I feel like season one, so you could talk exactly, about. exactly, exactly. And then we can do a, a standalone David Lynch episode where we just yeah. I'll definitely need to rewatch Twin Peaks before we do this then, just because it's oh, been yeah. it's been life's years. About to get better. It's yeah. been years since I've seen season one and season two. I saw season three in its entirety as it aired. Like mm. at the end of last year. Nice. Well, it started, no, it started in like May or June mm-hmm. of last year and it didn't finish until like October, November. So it took yeah. quite a while. I've heard some mixed yeah. reviews. Like since I started watching Twin Peaks and because I had seen it episodes started, before and I never like watched the whole thing. And season three started out kind it started out very good. And then like for like the episode three, four, five, six, it got really slow just because Dale Cooper. The new season? Yeah. Oh, Dale okay. Cooper isn't Dale Cooper for season three. Oh. I mean, it's for just go- Kyle McLaughlin as a different character? Yeah. He's playing this character named Dougie because. because Oh, I'm already disappointed. Yeah. Because. Yeah. I don't know if Spoilers. you. Spoilers. Se- no. Yeah. She Spoilers. hasn't seen through the end of season two. So. Spoilers. Tread lightly. <laughs> Very lightly. Okay, <laughs> so you seen you've seen season two. I've seen the end. Yeah. yeah, I know how it ends. Okay, I, I know where they leave it. Before okay, the, before the, yeah, I know where they leave it at the end. Okay, and I'm. <sighs> but maybe that's why I'm yeah. hearing mixed reviews, because I'm. It's people weird. Have been like, talking to me about it here and there, and some people were all about it being, you know, Twin Peaks. I can't. Again I can't even. Twin Peaks I can't enough. even say what happens to Agent Cooper in season yeah. three without giving away the ending. Don't to say season anything. Two. Don't say anything. Don't do it. We're gonna talk about She's this. I yet, promise. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, Believe hold me. On to, hold on I'm to on that pins one. And needles. <laughs> do you think that's a good episode title? The Popeye's Chicken Princess Bride. Yeah, because we talked about little Nikki and. Princess Bride. Sure, why not? Okay, sure, cool. I had to write All it right. down to see how it looked before I just said, hey, we're going to call that the episode. 
All right, let's weird. wrap it up here. Are, are, are you guys ready to call this uh, yeah, episode? I'm ready. Yeah. We did mention your shirt, by the food. way. Oh, yeah, I got a new shirt at Target on clearance. It says Slice Slice Baby on it, and it's got a pizza-shaped heart. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. Or a heart-shaped pizza. How about that? Ah. I fixed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What I'm does really your shirt say? It. Fuck Target's the Westboro Baptist lately. Church. Yes, it does, because <laughs> fuck the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> um, my shirt just to recap is a joy division shirt it yeah. is it's one of my favorite joy division shirts i love it sarah's oh. wearing a beautiful crane sweater yeah. i think Cardigan it's pink flamingos no it's cranes <laughs> they're I cranes see that they're cranes but they're pink yeah. so i think pink flamingo well they're not really they're like they're way more graceful than a goofy flamingo they're not really pink. but they look like good <laughs> or like like what color would you call this tangerine um the outline yeah, I would. Melon. It's more like a coral. Coral. It's like coral, yeah, coral. but then the, the sweater itself is like plum, dark yeah, purple, and with coral, off-white. and crane. Anyways. Now we're the fashion foodies. <laughs> the fashion foodies. <laughs> Hashtag fashion foodies. <laughs> yeah. It won't be a thing. Don't worry. That's, uh, <laughs> what, what do they call that? What do they call that? I don't know. What's that Tim Gunn thing? What do they call that? Make it work moment. Make it, Make work, it work moment. moment. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. All right. That's all I have. So <laughs> let me go ahead and get into the wrapping up of the episode. Ahead, As always, it. folks, check out the foodies watching movies at journeyintocomics.com. You can get the Journey into Comics Network on all your different podcasting sites, whether it's iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. We're now on Spotify. That's awesome. Also, give us a five-star review on iTunes. If you're looking for us on any of those platforms, be sure to search Journey into Comics Network. You'll get nine of the ten shows there. Go to GameAddictsPodcast.com to get the Game Addicts show over there on their site to have all 10 shows. Go to Patreon.com backslash Journey into Comics. Give us a buck. You get early access to all 10 shows on the network. And if you give us three bucks, you get early access and exclusive content, which includes The Road to Infinity War. We are doing that now as this episode drops. I do believe that... It's the Iron Man 3 review by Brews with Dudes that comes out today on Patreon, so be sure to check that out. It's a lot of fun. They actually did a full Brews with Dudes episode, drinking the brew, talking about the brew, and also talking about the movie, giving a bunch of like uh, highlights of stuff and like interesting Easter eggs. It was really great. It was totally different than most of the other reviews we've done so far. So if, uh, nice. if you like craft brews, that's where you're going to check that out. Uh, folks, I think that's going to do it this week. Also, one last thing I wanted to mention. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash foodies watching movies and get all of the episodes from season two on one page. And you can check them out. Yes, thank you. I gave that link to my mom today. Excellent, excellent. I hope she checks it out. It'll be uh, it'll be good to hear what she thinks about you on a podcast, right? Yep. You're excited? Yeah. I can't wait to get her feedback. Cool. Hopefully we don't <laughs> suck Lauren's mom. Hopefully we're really good. Uh, all right, folks. Well, I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Foodies Watching Movies. As always, I have been Nate. Lauren. I'm Veronica. Sarah. And we will see you guys later. And uh, have a swell Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Mooches. Welcome back to Foodies Watching Movies, episode 11 of season 2. AP is here. I wasn't in the episode, but I'm here anyway. It's weird. And I'm joined by another great co-host of Foodies Watching Movies, Nate Phillips. How are you doing, Nate? Dude, I'm doing very well. I was a part of the first half of this episode. The weather is bullshit, simply put. Uh, There's 15 or so inches of snow on the ground and maybe more now at this point. Yeah, there's Uh, nothing but white outside my window. It's, It's awful.
It it really is. And, uh, you know, life goes on. You still travel and stuff. But unless it's uh, something that's, you know, making your family money or something, don't risk your life. And I just thought, you know, AP doesn't really need to drive down here, man. Doesn't make sense. We can just do a cool Skype thing. So you and I came up with this idea we're doing today where we're just going to riff, uh, like, the second half of this episode talking about whatever you want to talk about, man, because you didn't get to be a part of the first half of the show. Right, and I was so bummed because I like I finally watched Princess Bride. Like, haven't seen the movie before. Like, I knew all like the little nuances of the movie, like inconceivable. And like, my name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. But I had no idea like the plot of the story or any of that because I just never watched as a kid. Because what like ten year old boys like I want to watch the Princess Bride. Like, who thinks that? Like, it's... dude, I'm telling you that trailer for on it for honest trailers that they did for Princess Bride was so spot on. Because it just, like, of course no little boy is going to think that's a movie that they want to watch because it didn't seem like it should be marketed to little boys. And I honestly think, as a kid, if I would have been introduced to this, I would have been, like, probably way more into this movie. Right. It just, the picture and the stuff, it just looks like a fairy tale love story. And I'm just like, nah, I wasn't about that. At, I don't know what year it came out. I don't remember. Uh, It came out in 1987, so it was actually before we were born. Right, so... Yeah, I don't know. It just it never was on my radar until like I think I finally picked it up for my collection like a year or so ago and finally got the opportunity to watch it. And it's a, it's actually a a decent movie. There's I mean there's stuff you don't like about it, there's stuff you do like about it. It's just kind of how all movies are, but Yeah, it's well, some Yeah. Do you want to just get right into it and talk about what you thought about this movie? I mean, we're here. Might as well yeah. get into it, right? Yeah, one thing cuz I have seen the other big kind of same time period movie, which was Robin Hood Men in Tights, which you guys talked about earlier in the show with uh, Carrie Elwes. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yes, absolutely. That movie's hilarious. Yeah, and I, I don't remember the plot of it because I, I think I only saw it when I was a kid, but I just remember the song where it's like Robin Hood, we're the men, the men in tight, tight tights. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what is this movie? But I loved it when I was a kid. It was just very entertaining and... And this, you should revisit it now. I yeah, think you I think would I'm really appreciate it for sure. I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, but it was at one point on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still there. You know yeah, how that I have goes. A, I have the Mel Brooks like, Blu-ray set, so I might have to pull it out of there. Oh, sweet. Yeah, got that, got Spaceballs. All the good classic Mel Brooks stuff. Blazing Saddles. Oh, Blazing Saddles. Young yeah. Frankenstein. Mm, Young Frankenstein. Now, that's a good movie. We should, we, should, we, should talk, we should talk about Young Frankenstein. That and I actually got some Young Frankenstein vibes from Princess Bride. Like when he's after he's captured and he's in that room with like the on the table with like the stuff on his head and his body. I got a very Frankensteiny vibe from that movie. Yeah, you know what we should do. Here's my thought: we should do a little bit of the Young Frankenstein talk today, and then carry that over into the next episode because that is like one of Veronica's other all-time favorites. Really, and I and I would feel yes, absolutely, and I would feel really genuinely terrible, like fully discussing Young Frankenstein without her being present for this. Yeah, let's so. let's let's we'll talk. We'll maybe that'll be episode. Uh, you just give me when when was that the only nuance you had in the movie was when he was on the table there, or were there a couple other things maybe some similarities in the way the dialogue is written maybe? Uh, there's uh, just a few, uh, just uh, the whole movie as a whole, just because I think the way it was shot and just like it could. I feel like this movie could easily have been a Mel Brooks movie. Like oh, like, absolutely. Like I feel this like Rob Reiner cheek. and Mel Brooks are on very 
similar levels in terms of some of the movies they make. I fully agree with you. Because was it? Um, you, I may be wrong, but didn't Rob Reiner also direct Hocus Pocus? Yes, he did direct Hocus Pocus. I think, right? Let me look that up. You keep talking. I'm gonna yeah. keep looking this up. Uh, but yeah, yeah really, I thought it was interesting, and I noticed. Um, just I saw this in the credits at the end of the movie was that it said introducing Robin Wright as Buttercup, and I didn't realize is that was that probably her first movie that she did. I, I mean, think it was her first movie, and I, mean, I didn't actually finish saying this on the earlier part of this episode, but Carrie Elwes's first role was in like 1979. Oh, she's been he's, but they're both like super young, so he must have done some stuff when he was like a kid. Yeah, or like in his like late teens or something. Uh, let's see, Hocus. Pocus, another classic movie that Veronica loves. Hocus Pocus. It's just the, uh, that, like that genre of films that are always like, they're not like satire, but they're just a little. I I don't know what genre to even call it. Strange. You're gonna actually be really shocked by this because right now I am. Directed by Kenny Ortega. Huh. Yeah. Screenplay by Mick Garris, Neil Cuthbert, and David Mickey Evans. I thought I really thought it was Rob Reiner, but guess not. That's very strange because I actually felt that way too. I was I was very, like I had a gut very feeling. Very similar about that. vein of like the type of film and the humor and the style and all that, but some actors just find something they like and just kind of recreate it in their own way. Yeah, man. And uh you know, I really kinda dug that about Princess Bride. It kinda pays homage to some of the other older stuff like Mask of Zorro and whatnot. Oh yeah. Um And I really yeah. loved in the movie that you got to kind of do a little bit of JIW on Foodies. Oh yeah, getting to talk about uh getting to talk about Andre. That was really cool. Um I, I, Andre is just one of my favorites, man. It was awesome to get to discuss him. I I loved him in that movie. It's just his comedy was spot on and is just his physical humor and the just him with Carrie Ulysses wrapped around his neck looking such so small compared to him like his head's like a third of the size of Andre the Giant's head and just him just backing him into a like a boulder you're like what in the world is happening and, and he does it with delight on his face yeah and like, like he's ah. and he's like a big and I'm pretty sure like Carrie Ulysses probably on his back like weighs like next to nothing to him yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong on that. But he's, I mean, but he's, but he's sure. had years of professional wrestling training to know how to do all that, so it's not, like, really straining him at all. Absolutely. And, I mean, come on, man. Like, uh, I think I'm guessing Kerry Elwes at that time was probably, like, we'll max him out at, like, 195 if he was just fucking shredded under his clothes. Right, which I'm sure uh, he was. He's probably, like, 195 soaking wet. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. So, see, and Andre was 520 at that point, so that's, like, picking up a sack of potatoes for him, right. man. It's that, nothing. I mean, like, you see the size of his hand when he's holding those that rock, and you're like, his hand is could just, like, you like, grab, his whole hand could just, like, wrap around my waist and just, like, chuck me across a room. Now, have, did you actually watch the trailer for the, for the documentary, the Andre documentary? No, the only thing I got from it was just listening to you uh, talk about it. But I just remember it being so sad, like, because, like, he died at the place where he was there for his father's funeral. So, like, that was just, like, a double whammy for that family. Absolutely. And, and, a, and a shock to the wrestling world, like I was saying on Foodies 
uh, earlier in the episode, you know, his death was shocking. It happened around the uh, the first Monday Night Raw in professional wrestling. And uh, they immediately discussed and decided that at that next WrestleMania they would do a Hall of Fame, and they inducted uh, Andre. Isn't and there... he was the the only one? Yeah. And isn't there an award for him now? Like something they give to like wrestlers? Well, actually, now what they have is the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial. Okay. Uh, so it's like an over the top battle royal. Whoever is the last man standing wins the giant trophy, which uh, the total height of the trophy is the height of Andre. Oh, wow. Uh, but it's not like a scale replica of him or anything. It's actually a smaller statue, and then he's on standing on top of that. Gotcha. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's really neat to look up. Uh, that's, and that is, like you said, a, a kind of an interesting crossover. Uh, the two Wednesday shows, Bridge and the Gap, we just had that actually happen with Game Addicts and Podcastrophe. Uh I don't know if you knew that, but they did the Inceptacastrophe on Game Addicts this week. Really? No, I haven't. I haven't checked it out yet. I need to. It's been it's been a hell of a week, so I'm just trying to get caught up on all my stuff. I feel you on the hell of a week when it dumps the kind of snow it's dumped on us. It's like God, can we get right. any reprieve? Yeah, like I worked from home on Friday just because the weather was just like I'm not leaving Friday morning to go to work. It's not okay. Not at all. No. But, uh, so you you've been snowed in a little bit then? Yeah, I've been kind of kind of a bit of a homebody this weekend just because like the weather like i've made a couple of runs because like i had a flat tire friday like the when we talked about when we did the last episode like i aired my tire and it was good and then it just right when the snow came it just flattened out so i had to go take it to a shop and apparently it just had there wasn't like a hole or anything it was just like there was like a weird like some corrosion on the wheel well so it wasn't getting a good seal so they just had to sand it buff it off cost me like 20 bucks so i was like well at least that's one less problem to worry about there you go, man, and now you have a good tire. Yeah, definitely. But you can't drive anywhere because all the fucking snow. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of useless. Right. And nothing's worse than like when your landlord is out using the snowblower early in the morning. You're just like, I'm awake now. Awesome. <sighs> yep. <laughs> but you're like, fuck, I appreciate you, dude. But God, this is the worst. Right. I want to sleep in a little bit longer, please. Yeah, when I took Max, I definitely was thankful <laughs> for the snowblower. So I'm not like trekking through. Like calf high snow, just like uh, just it's not fall save me. Yeah, it was really strange when I went to work on Friday. I had I'd got my truck valet parked at the event, which was awesome, and I was really grateful for that because by the time the truck got back to me after the event, it was warm. Oh, <laughs> because like, it was they had, they drove it and warmed it up for you, and just like ah, yeah. Yeah, and then I got out there, and then I had to get out in the elements, and I was like, fuck this snow, man. It's for real. And then I shoveled that night after work at, like, 2 in the morning, and then I last night when I got home from work, I shoveled at, like, one thirty in the morning. So I just, I'm trying to keep the drive clear, man. I'm really obsessed about it, just kind of. I mean, it's better hate... to, like, just deal with it little by little, because if you wait till the end, you're never going to make any progress on it. You're just, like, digging through a foot of snow is not an easy thing to shovel if you try to shovel one time with a lot of snow, you'll crap out. But if you do a lot of small attempts of the snow spread out through time, you might wear yourself out a little bit more. But, it's so much but yeah. ultimately, you're going to take care of it a lot easier. As soon as I get off here with you later today, I'm going to go clean my fucking driveway off because it's snowing right now, bro. Oh, is it? I, maybe it's not snowing here, but I can't see out my window from where I'm sitting, but it's all good. Yeah, Can- man. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to talk about with the with Princess Bride though is that 
the mo- like the names in the movie are all kind of unusual. Like Buttercup and Wesley and Indigo. Indigo and Fez. One thing I really thought the whole movie when I was watching it that I thought under the giant's name was Fezzy, like F E Z Z Y. I didn't I never heard the C. It's a K actually. It's F I Z or it's F E Z Z I K. Oh. Fezzik. Like Russian. Yes, exactly. Or should I oh, wait, that's actually German. I was going to say da. Da. But that's yeah, that's German. Yeah, My but, bad. And I just I just loved the the trio. Like I don't I would want to like they couldn't do it because obvious reasons, but I would love to see like a story of how those guys got met together and became like a team. Oh, that would actually be kind of awesome to see, right? I mean, they're both all of them. Well, Andre the Giant's unfortunately passed away, but the other two guys are so old now. It just it would be a, very difficult. Maybe like an animated movie, they could maybe do it and then voice it and then have an impersonator do Andre the Giant. But I don't know how else you could make that. That would actually be very clever. That's actually a really smart idea, dude. Like writing the prequel story, you know. Actually, well, you know what? You couldn't do it because you probably couldn't find someone young and big enough, slender enough to do it. But to to do to like recast younger people to be those characters, right? You know, and then feature your your older cast in the film as like your cameos that are like passing the torch. Okay, you guys are the new generation of Princess Bride or whatever, even if it's a one-off. You right. know, but it would still. I think it would still do very good. It would be well received, I believe. Right, like do it just as a because like they do it recently. I remember seeing the pictures that uh, the cast got together for like a reunion photo shoot for like Entertainment Weekly or People Magazine or one of them. So they had like all the people now. They had like Billy Crystal and Carol Kane and Robin Wright and Carol Ulis and all those guys just hanging out. And I was like, oh, that's so entertaining. But yeah, I don't know how it would work. In a, but you could, I think, you could put something together. That I think would be interesting, but I feel like you get a lot of backlash. I'm sure Veronica would be very upset if they tried to do like a a remake or a sequel to Princess Bride. It's weird though because I feel like the past couple movies, like I, you know, Heather's is getting redone, right? Right. I still haven't it's seen like the a, original. I I haven't either. That could be a foodies. We'd do it. I'd love to. Just uh, we're gonna do Veronica's greatest hits on like a se- I, segment of foodies. Look, she's co-creator of this show. If that's what we are doing, then I'm totally fine with it. Uh, I trust her judgment. I'll throw out my random picks of movies that I'm into, you know, here and there. But... Do a classic Adam Sandler run. Man, there's some classic Adam Sandler. Waterboy, uh, Water. Billy Madison. Like, just do everything, I think, what is it, everything before, like, 2004 or something. Click. Don't do click. That's the last. Do everything until click. click. When you get to click, turn back. No, no, click was good, but it's the last one. Click, click is the is the transition. I think even Jonah Hill's in Click. I think Jonah Hill plays like his son when he's fat. Yes, I think so too. I liked I liked Click. I just I liked uh, Sean Astin in that movie. Yeah, As man, the, that had a great cast. Actually, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, I'm really surprised they got. Uh, oh, I forget her name now. Is his wife? She um, does all the uh, the vampire movies. Uh, all the vampire movies. What the shit? No, uh, Underworld. Oh, 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 um, um, Kate Winslet? No? No, it's not Winslet. It's, uh, (sighs) I'm staring at them, but I just can't go over to get my movies. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now on the Google machine. It's right in front of me. I have a setup now where I can actually do that. Kate Beckinsale, bro. I have Kate. I I was was like, Kate Blanchett. Nope, not Kate Blanchett. 
No, man, she kills in Thor Ragnarok. God, oh, I love that movie. I, I, yeah, yeah. I need to rewatch it now because I think it's going to be out probably on home media here pretty soon. That, um, that and Justice yeah. League will be should be getting here pretty soon. Yeah, Justice League here totally. I could watch it right now if I wanted to. Did you see um, the uh, deleted scene with uh, the black suit? Yes, and uh, we've actually talked about that on Journey into Comics this week already. Oh, so we t- talked about it before my episode. Yeah, kinda, sorta. You talked about it on I mean, Monday. But it's weird because I haven't done it yet, but I will have done it right. by the time people are. It's fucking strange time travel podcasting, man. It's it's when you plan for the week and you're recording things like you're not. Re- it's like when you actually when you make a movie, you're never recording the scene. In order, you're recording things when you record them, so it's... Dude, oh my god, you just blew my fucking mind. That is the coolest analogy to me. You just made me feel like some sort of director god or something, (laughs) you know? Like, unintentionally, I'm not saying, like, I'm trying to be that. It's just wild because you're so right. Movies are shot out of order. They're shot out of necessity. What's the most logical way to get this done with the least amount of drama... As quickly and as efficiently as possible. And that's what this whole fucking network is about. And sometimes that means literally waiting till seven hours before it's going to go up on the fucking internet. Right. You know, we had a whole crazy snafu that happened on the network earlier this week uh, with um, a miscommunication. It was nothing major. You know, it happens. And uh, one of the shows uh, sent in an episode and was like, hey, that's our episode. And I was like, great. And I listened, and it was actually their Road to Patreon episode, or Road to Infinity War episode. I did it again, like I did on Journey to Wrestling Comics. I do it. I don't know. It's weird. It's in my brain like that. My wires get crossed sometimes. Anyway, so they sent in their, what they thought was their regular episode. Come to find out, it was their Road to Infinity War episode, and they didn't have an episode prepared, and they were in the middle of recording an episode that they thought was their episode coming up in another week. So they rushed me two episodes. Oh my gosh, it was crazy, and we still got it pulled off in time. It was wild. There you go. I mean, at least you like listen to it, just didn't throw it up and be like, someone's just like, you know, you just put your Infinity War episode up, right? Like what? Yeah, no, I always, you know, I always do. I always go through and check out and listen, especially if uh, like I don't hear from you guys for a while. I'll go in and listen and like try to come up with what might be a description, just so I can put a placeholder on Podbean until right. I can actually put the real description up because I'll still schedule it, you know? If I've got all the work done and all I'm waiting on is the description, why won't I, why wouldn't I schedule it? It doesn't make any sense. Right. So, you know, I like to listen to the episode a little bit, get an idea of what's going on, and I was listening and I was like, wait a minute. It's not right. This is definitely a conversation about a Marvel movie and not at all what I'm sure they, they wanted their episode to be about, so hold just, on. So we just want our episode to be... We, we recorded two episodes about Thor The Dark World. We just wanted to put both out. We just really wanted to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they recorded two separate. (laughs) They recorded two separate episodes on Thor: The Dark World. Oh, that's great! There's a movie that if there's a movie that needs two podcast discussions, it's Thor: The Dark World. You know what, man? I feel like I need to like pick a day, okay, where no one's at the house, that everyone is away from me and not talking to me. And just watch that movie and try to get lost in it. Because it's... I don't think I've ever gotten fully lost in Thor The Dark World. And that, I think, has taken away from me giving it its full chance. Because right. I didn't see it in theaters. Most of the other movies I have seen in theaters. But in Phase 2, I didn't see anything until Guardians. So 
Uh, I missed three of the movies, and, and they're the ones that I have different opinion on. Honestly. And don't get me wrong, but is it wasn't Thor: The Dark World the one that Patty Jenkins was originally tied to make? I think so. Yeah, that would have been a very different movie, I think, and it probably would have taken her away from doing Wonder Woman, which would have been a a tragedy. Wow, that's an interesting turn left moment. You know what I just read today? I have some tie-in news that we can go from D. I, I like how we're going to do this, but keep going, keep going, please. Yeah, well, it's just like how, I feel like a lot of stuff is like a blessing in disguise, like how Greta Gerwig, who like obviously is now a Academy Award-nominated director, writer, all of that, was originally tied to be the, the lead character in the How I Met Your Mother spinoff. Wow. Like, if she would have gotten that, she would have done... Lady Bird. Yeah, she wouldn't have done any of that. She would have been stuck in a sitcom, which maybe it seemed like a good idea at the time, but man, that you miss out on a lot of stuff. Or the there's there's weird it, things it, that like open up, like how like Andrew Garfield no longer being Spider Man allowed him to do like Hacksaw Ridge and Silence and all these other movies. Let's do that. I also want to talk about Hacksaw Ridge, a movie that was one of last year's noms. Yeah, one of last year's noms. Uh, Mel Gibson's comeback movie. Man, Hacksaw Ridge was incredible. That story is legitimately incredible. Dude. Well, and like the fact that like they use like they didn't like make up stuff in that movie. They like had uh, interviews with like the people who lived that, and then that's how they built the script around like stuff you actually did, stuff you actually said. You're like, dang, all right. Yeah, like you're in it. It's it, and it feels like war, man. That movie when you're done, it's it's a heavy one. Yeah, that one. You know, that I think was my. That was my. I think the movie that I think I could rewatch of the movies from last year's Best Picture run. Just a lot of the other ones were like just sad and just hard to watch, but like that one was just like so Hidden Figures. And, yeah, like Hidden Figures was good. La La Land was on there. Yeah, Manchester by the Sea and Moonlight and all of them. They were they're all good, but I just didn't see the rewatch. Like I think I bought Man or not I bought a uh, Hacksaw Ridge after I saw the movie. So I'm like I need to watch this movie multiple times. I Did you watch the behind the scenes? I need to watch. I watched the interview, like the, like the the whole like interview of how they made it, but I didn't really get into all the behind the scenes stuff. So check this out. We were just talking about the. I love that that it has behind the scenes stuff though. You're gonna have to let me know what that's like. Um, we were just talking about Marvel though, the Road to Infinity War. Might as well mention it here yet again. Obviously, we're doing it. Uh, this week's episode is, I believe it's Iron Man three. I feel like, if my brain is yeah, correct. Yeah, I think that's what the, the tease was. I think I saw Yeah. Yeah, so Iron Man 3's review comes out this week, which or comes out today, which is, is that, awesome uh, if you go to... Is that Bruce with pay- Iron Man 3? Yes, it is. Good stuff. Yes, it is. Uh, so if you guys want to check out the Bruce with Dudes talking about the Iron Man 3 movie and giving all sorts of hidden insight to that, that flick, uh, go over to Patreon, three bucks... Give it to us. We'll utilize it. We're hitting our goals. We're moving forward. We're moving up and up and up and away. And we're, you know, launching into the hemisphere. So join us now. Yeah, I'm really curious. Where where does Iron Man 3 fall in your Iron Man order? Like, of the three movies, where does Iron Man 3 fall? It's, uh, well, it's actually 1, 3, 2. Yeah, that's, that's like, kind of how be- I am. Best to worst. I think three is a much more redeemable story now that I've watched it. Now that I've, I've like kind of let it sit and age with time, and respect the Stark character for what it was. There were some choices that were questionable. You know, they allegedly removed the arc reactor, which they still haven't explained. I mean, you know, it's oh, confusing. 
yeah, they had the he was able to get all the strap and all his body, so he didn't have it, but all of his suits still had it was. Yeah, and I really loved like the whole PTSD arc that all of the fallout from Avengers that he had to deal with in that movie. So he like built the suit yes. of armor, and it, the suit was tied to his emotion. So like when it grabs uh, Pepper while they're when sleeping, he has his nightmare, and he has to do that thing where like he does the, like the move and it just falls to pieces. I'm like, what is happening? Like that? It's a really good movie. There's just a lot of stuff going. It has almost like a. Uh, a Spider-Man 3, there's just a very crowded plot they tried to get in that movie. Really, there is. And uh, a couple things to note from that movie. Mandarin is still out there somewhere. Because the the Travis Slattery character is just kind of a, you know, a front. Right. And there really is a Mandarin, but they're just, you know, using the idea of him. And I would right? love and it the... if the Mandarin was still played by Ben Kingsley. Like, the real Mandarin. Like, it's just like a legit body double that they found. Oh. For... That's I think, awesome. Like, I think Ben Kingsley could really do the Mandarin justice if, like, play, he could play it the same as, like, his persona he Mr. Had. President. Yeah, I just, those trailers with him, it was just, like, just clap, 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 clap. It was just. And was, your world in ruins, you know? Yeah, I, it was so good. And then just when he became the British drunk actor, I was like, uh, come on. Just, well, uh, we're just, you know, we're kind of diving into a little bit of JIC here, but it's fine. We can just, you know, make this a multilateral show. But one thing to one thing to, it is still movies. And one thing to mention here is uh, with the, with MCU, you know, the first five leading up to Avengers are like you have uh, the first, which is Iron Man, and then you have the like first other standalone, which is Hulk. The first sequel, which is Iron Man Two, you covered it, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have two more introduction movies. And then you have the first sequel to multiple movies, okay? The first time one movie is covering ground for multiple storylines and sequels. But then, because of that, and this is where it's going to get timey-wimey, Iron Man 3 then becomes a sequel of sequels sequel. And a sequel to an original story. It's like a double sequel in some weird way. Because it has to follow the story of New York still, and the fallout from that what it's done to Tony, as well as build this character forward into the next level. Right. It, that Really, that's the... I mean, now it's commonplace. Like, every subsequent movie after Iron Man 3 has had to be build off of post-Avengers. It has to be a sequel to itself and to what else has been going on. Yeah, and it does a great... I think they do a great job of juggling that duality. Uh, to talk about a little we're going to end this marvel talk here and jump over to dc for a second and then that's going to tie us into our next thing watch how i do this like a straight up g (laughs) so we're talking about marvel sebastian stan is the winter soldier in marvel he did say he would love to play captain america by the way we're going to we talked about that on jic this week uh but also did you know that while filming a movie called i tanya uh margot robbie was not aware that sebastian stan was in the mcu what she had no idea he was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at all. Had she seen the movies? No. Maybe that's she had no idea. Fought, maybe that's why they fought so much. And he's like, oh, that's good. He he told her, too. He's like, hey, like, it's nothing personal or whatever. It's fine. But you're like the only thing I liked about Suicide Squad. <laughs> I mean, she is a very likable part of that movie. Absolutely. Uh, but I did not switch over to DC to discuss DC. The reason I came out of that is because they were... T- on the set of Itania together, and that movie is incredible. And I, I, I want to get that. your thoughts, AP. Yeah, I saw it Thursday night. It's such a great movie. I can really see how 
uh, Allison Jane is going to win actress for that at the Academy. I could clearly see it. Like, that woman was just... You can see how she created Tanya Harding. Like God, she's the worst. The bodyguard is the worst. The boyfriend oh is the worst. Well, like I, I, like I don't even hate the boyfriend, but it's just the fact that like he surrounded himself by idiots. Like that guy was just like, "I'm an agent. I had a crew." I'm like, "You're, you're an idiot." He wanted you to send letters, and you just like, "It's bigger than that." We had. To, I'm like, "No." If you would have followed instructions, and then you had one job. God, I just. I really want to just, like, smack him, but, like, what are you doing? Like, like I feel like if they were just sent letters, and, like, also when it came out that, like, he was the one who called in the death threat, I'm like, you started this whole thing. Like, what? Like, uh, this is all his fault. God. Those... Well, and the most fucked up part about that is is that Tanya Harding wasn't wrong when she says, and spoilers, obviously, she calls her, uh, her ex and says, hey, I can't go to the Olympics without you because she needs that, like, wholesome family image you know yeah and I, uh you know she ends up getting more than she bargained for it's crazy because i didn't actually know the full story going into that movie like i was younger when that happened i was only like six or seven maybe right. at that time so you know when that stuff's breaking out i remember it happening i remember like knowing that it happened but i didn't really know the details i didn't know that she got her fucking legs smashed by a baseball bat jesus christ right. savage yeah the like it's there's I love the fact that like they played with like almost like it was like a documentary like they had the people playing their older selves being interviewed and then going to the movie and or, it it was a nice touch and I think it was good and like making I love that you could also see uh Margot Robbie and um Sebastian Stan playing like teenagers like they gave Sebastian Stan like like a prepubescent mustache and gave Margot Robbie like the frizzy hair and the braces and yeah. Like they really aged them down and actually worked pretty well. Yeah, they did a great job of spanning. I mean, God, you think she played from like teenage Tanya Harding to like 40 something year old Tanya Harding in the in the span of right. one movie. God. And so, you but, know. And Sebastian Stan like in like the like the older Sebastian Stan with like the like the goatee soul patch thing. I'm like, "Oh god, that's so much he didn't worse even than the look mustache." like him. Yeah. It, like at first, I was like, "Who's this guy?" And then I was like, "Oh, oh, it's the boyfriend." Oh, but they they really, I did not realize how violent their lives were. Like, man, her mom was abusive. The her boyfriend, then husband was like, it was just all of them were just violent. Straight up born of abuse, man. And and, I love and, you like, know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just gonna say, I kind of love how, uh, she's born of like always being told she's not good enough and she knew she was the absolute fucking best. Yeah. Like, how maddening would that be? How maddening would it have been if Michael Jordan would have been on the Bulls and never won a championship because he was the greatest player of all time, but no one else was willing to work with him. No one else got it. No one else gave him the ball or gave a shit, you know? Right. It's like, all the time she was like, I'm the best player out there, but it's like, but it's more than that. There's an image and a personality. And like, how her mom raised her from like a young age, but like, you're not here to friends. That's the competition. You're here to win. Like she had no, she had no social interaction with like girls her own age. And that's, and that was the misstep. Yeah. Like if you don't I let love her that be there's, like a person. Yeah. And I love that there's like real footage too at the end of the movie. Oh, like, like they sneak the, you some... can see how close they did it. And the fact that like Margot Robbie actually like trained for months to do some of the figure skating stuff. Like they had like two body doubles for like the like legit, 
big stuff, but like she was doing a lot of that skating herself, which is impressive. Yes, absolutely, and it, it was good. I loved that story, man. Yeah, I. Uh, it it definitely. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. Yeah, uh, I think tonight up on the docket is like the Shape of Water, and maybe one more is on the docket. Yeah, maybe I'm, Lady Bird. Who knows? Yeah, it's. I'm hesitant. Like, I'm still gonna watch. I'm watching. I think. Like Liz, I'm gonna watch the Florida Project, like this week at some point. Ooh, can't wait to hear what you think of that. And then I think, and then because we're doing the, we bought the tickets for the AMC thing. We're watching, like the uh the last like the last Saturday of February and the first Saturday of March. Liz and I are doing that AMC showcase. We're seeing all the best picture movies. So we're seeing five on the twenty eighth and like five on the third or something like that. Wow. Or four on the third. So we're seeing. Yeah, so it's like I went to watch Darkest Hour and Dunkirk back to back, which will be a a very British treat. Can I, I guess. let me? Can I ask you like a really legit question right now? Yeah, what's up? Do you have emotions? Because that sounds like a sad day. I feel like a majority of the Best Picture noms are so sad. Oh uh, yeah, that it's I'm. I don't emote well in movies, like, when I watch them. Like, it has to be, like, a legitimate sad movie for me to, like, get choked up or anything like that. But there's some movies that, like, you leave, like, just, like, all you are in, like, a self-reflective state. Like, what am I doing with my life? What did I watch? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, man, there's some heavy, heavy movies I've right. seen like that. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Go ahead. Because I'm pretty sure I think the first week I think we end on Get Out. So at least we'll be ending on something I know. But it's like yeah, I get. But I think like I think the Shape of Water and like Three Billboards and then like Darkest Hour and Dunkirk. Are like one day I'm like that's gonna be so much to take in that Whoa. day. Just like heavy, 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 heavy. I, I, I don't think there's anything like overly happy in any of the Best Picture nominees. Lady Bird maybe. Some, um, maybe there's some at least a little did, comical. Did Florida Project get a nom for best? No, Florida Project I think just got Defoe. Damn, that's sad because I thought that. Right. That had I... that comedy side that I thought. Do you think that the uh, the Academy needs to get like new ways to vote for best stuff? Well, they changed the I think like a decade or so ago they changed it to a preferential ballot. Do you know Do you know the preferential ballot? Uh uh-uh. uh So from what I understand, from what I it's um. For after the nominations, they uh, like uh, everyone votes by ranking the movies one through nine or ten or whatever the amount there are, and then how it goes is they take all the number ones, all the like, so like a movie that might have the most number ones might not win if the movie that has if the movie that has all the number twos is has t- so many more like. If everyone voted it high, it will move up in the rankings. So, like, movies get dropped off on the list is how it works. Like, once they order them all up, like, the 10 and the 9 start dropping off. Like, the ones with the least amount of votes in that order. But, in theory, the movie with, like, like say, like, three billboards is not everyone's number one, but everyone's number two. It has a chance of winning. It's a really weird system. That is really weird and interesting. But it's like, I guess it's how they do it now. It's just like, if everyone ranks it high, it's going to do better than, like, if everyone 
either ranked at a number one or number five. Like, that one will do more damage to it. When you go to see this, uh, what do you call that, showcase, I guess, yeah. would be? Okay. Uh, is that through Movie Pass as well, or is no, this a different thing? No, unfortunately not. I, it's, it's like, I'm paying, I think, what it ends up being, like, six or eight bucks a movie. That's the, not terrible. For, no, I mean, it adds up when you're seeing nine movies, but it's it's not bad. And, like, the, it's through AMC, so they give you, like, when I did it one year, they give, like, concessions. And, like, in between the movies, they do some trivia, and they'll give you, like, prizes, like, posters or clothing or, like, uh, like AMC gift cards or something. So it's, it's kind of fun. And you can bring in, like, outside food and, like, blankets and stuff, because you're going to be there, like, for, like, ten hours. Shit, man. You should, uh... Bring your podcasting stuff. <laughs> just do a do a do a like an after like a. Cause I think there's usually like interview people. Up, so yeah, you have like 15 minutes between showings, so I have to like get a drink, go to the bathroom, get back in your seat. Damn, damn! Only 15 minutes between showings. Whew. Well, but they give you like I think they give you a longer break at lunch and like a longer break at dinner. Oh, well, that's nice. Because you're there from like the first showings like at 10:30, and like the last movie, if it's like five, is like at eight. So you're there for yeah, like t- ten to twelve hours. So it's a, it's a day. Wow, that's crazy. But you get to see a lot of movies, and you're just in that world. And sometimes seeing a movie on the big screen makes a world of difference. You're not wrong there, man. Do you think they're gonna do like a thirty-six or forty-eight hour marathon of the uh, MCU leading up to Infinity War in the theaters? Well, they did it. Um, they've done it for other movies. I wouldn't be surprised. I just don't know. That's you don't think you could do it. Like I don't I don't think you could sit in a theater that long. I think you would drive yourself insane. Probably. I mean there's so many movies to watch and they're all like two hours and change to two and a half. Like you're you're in there for yeah. a bit. Ooh. But I'm just right now the only MC thing I'm excited about right now is like Black Panthers in like four days. Yeah, it's coming close. It's coming soon. Actually Black Panthers tomorrow, dude. It will be tomorrow. Like I think yeah. all the tickets around me are sold out at least for like the first weekend. So for the first weekend, really? Well, unless I see it like at a weird time and like I have to like buy myself to get like a seat. I looked on like AMC, but and if I want to see it using Moving Pass or Movie Pass, I have to not see like one of like the Dolby or the IMAX. I have to like see it like at a standard screen, which isn't terrible. But I'm telling you, bro, you should just come down to Lafayette for the meeting, and then I you know. can just. And you could just go with us at, to the Goodrich Theater that takes Movie Pass. I know. I'll. I got to figure that out. I'll let you guys know soon, though. Sure, that sounds great. Uh, do you want to go ahead and go back a little bit and rate Princess Bride? We kind of yes, forgot to we, do we that. We really tangent it off into a whole other world of movies, but it's fine. Um, it is fine. It's what we do. Yeah, and I think I messaged you before we recorded. And I was like, I think Veronica's gonna be mad at me because yeah, I gave it a, a three out of five. That's not bad though. No, you didn't like, like shame it's, it. It's a. It's a. It's a good movie but like if our if the foodies watching movies five out of five is get out then princess bride can't be anywhere close to that in my in my uh, opinion if, if we're if that's our bar then yeah, it can't be it's it's a good movie in its own right but i think if i found it as a kid it might be higher but yeah watching it for the first time just a few days ago is not yeah it's it's three out of five and i think it's, it's a it's a very respectful movie and i might my score might change as i watch it more but maybe we should go through and listen to all the foodies from season two here and have our and, and write down every movie that we've actually reviewed and don't write what we reviewed it at that point. Okay. 
and then look at all the movies as a whole and together decide what goes where in the top whatever we you know did that would be interesting and, and that way then we can go oh this is a five star movie oh this is this is how we see what a three star movie looks like oh look we actually surprisingly have reviewed a one star movie you know yeah, it gives us variety I don't think we've reviewed our one-star movie yet. We haven't, but we will. I have plans. We, we should just um, watch an outright just awful pan Bir- movie. Birdemic. We're watching it. I'm, there's no question. I'm making you guys watch Birdemic. I thought you were going to say Birdman. For a second. I'm like, Birdman? What are you talking about? No. Oh, my <laughs> God. I love Birdman. That's a whole other podcast we could do. Oh, my God. We should do Michael Keaton Day and do all the Michael Keaton stuff like Beetlejuice and Batman and Multiplicity and... Uh, Birdman, and he was in Other Guys, and he was in Spider-Man. And... I loved him in Other Guys when he was, uh, what, what did, where did he work at? Bed Bath & Beyond? He did work at Bed Bath & Beyond. Hey, but, like, treat you it guys. like he was still the, like, the police chief. I was... Listen to you. Hey, you guys, you two, right there. Don't go, uh, do anything stupid. Don't go chasing any waterfalls. What, chief? Was that just a TLC reference? What? No. Like, it wasn't a TLC reference. What's TLC? <laughs> Get out of here, guys. Go. Don't, uh, you know, creep, creep. No one says creep, creep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Are you gonna... sure? And I was going to ask you, did Veronica notice the fact that there's a a Princess Bride Gotham correlation? Uh, Carol Kane. Yeah. I didn't know. She yeah. mentioned it on the show, so I wasn't sure if she'd noticed that. I don't think that we chose to put those neurons together to decide that because I spaced that too. I think I wanted to bring it up, and then the conversation steered well away, like really far away from Carol Kane. You know, she's not right. heavily prominent in that movie, but right. she's it's in just the because movie. like with her and like the old age makeup looked kind of like Carol Kane now, or at least how she did as Mrs. Cobblepot. I was like, oh, that's crazy. I wonder if that was what they like were watching to decide that they needed her to be. Um, What's her name? Gertrude Cobblepot. I lo- I, lo- I loved her in Gotham. Gotta, oh, you gotta she was love great. And the fact that oh, uh, oh, what's his name? I I always call him Pee Wee Herman, but has the dad. Uh, oh um, damn it! What's his name? Paul Rubin. Paul Rubin. Playing, Gosh. Playing Mr. Cobblepot for a second time. Really. Yeah, he was in uh the bat. He was in Batman Returns, as really played the same role. Yeah, he was no. uh he was in that intro with uh holding no. the baby and putting him in the water. Yeah, nor Falcon way, pal. Yeah, I'm you, looking that up right you got, the you fudge gotta, you now. You gotta watch it. It's, I'm looking it up now, dude. Bat man. That's the second one. Return. Right? Yeah, with Devito. Uh huh. I just Paul single, Rubin. I just single-handedly left-hand typed that. By the way, on the i on the uh, laptop, uh, IMDb is right here. It's actually highly rated. That's a movie. We, oh, uh, Brandon wants to come on next time uh, and do Batman Returns riff track since we did the first episode uh, in season one, Batman. Oh, I'd be up for that. So, and then maybe in season three we do Forever, and in season four we do <laughs> and Robin. And then hit the new ones. <laughs> oh yeah, I like it. That way we spread it out, take our time. Okay, so, um, <sighs> that hurts. I just saw something that literally hurt my soul while I was just scrolling on this to tell you about Joaquin, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. 
No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, Paul Rubin. Fucking, yes, Penguin's father. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. That's an amazing little fact that I did not know, and I'm very thankful that you just told me that. Uh, no, the thing that upset me that I just read on the IMDb is writing credits. Bob Kane. Oh, well. And that's it. it. Was, well, wasn't, a, wasn't Bob Kane's wife in Batman or Batman Returns? Really? I think she was like one of the random, like, ex- like not extra, but like a minor character in one of the scenes. I'm looking now. Okay, not in, not in forever, or not in Returns. So maybe in the first one. It was probably in the first one because that was the first <clears throat> feature-length Batman film. So Bob Kane would have been all over that. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, well, folks, I, think, I think I think his grave still says, like, I think it's very Batman-centric. Okay, let me tell you what that uh, Sarah brought that up not on Foodies, but to me. That his like Bob Kane's grave is a travesty because it is so inaccurate. It is so disrespectful to the history of the Batman character, and when you know the real story, you know, well, isn't, it, isn't it the isn't it like the isn't it like it say like something like the man who created Batman or that God handed him the idea from Batman from the heavens and all this shit? Yeah, well, that was his he he loved pushing his own truth. Oh, he's Donald uh, Trump. <laughs> Yeah, that wow! Oh my God, that's a terrifying dude. <laughs> you're you're you nail on the head. Uh, I'm trying to look to see if Bob Kane's wife was in the first movie either, and I'm not seeing anybody with the last name of Kane. I I thought she, I remember hearing something that it was. I don't know it for a fact. I just that's just what I heard. I'll have to I'll have to actually do some research on that and report back on a Journey into Comics episode. Yeah, sometimes. no worries. Um, so what would you give I, Tanya if you were to rate it? Out of five? Yeah. I'd give it like a four, 4.2. Same. Out of five. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a very solid movie. I don't, because my bar of best picture films I've seen so well, no, actually, I, Tanya wasn't nominated for a best picture. Shockingly. It, it should have been, in my opinion. I was actually kind of surprised, uh, Darkest Hour, or not, yeah, Darkest Hour got in because I heard... Gary Oldman makes the movie what it is, but I feel like it—it's kind of like the Florida Project. Like it, he should have been nominated for actor, but not necessarily the picture itself. But yeah, they kind of fudged is. that one up. It is oh well. Uh, so we got that down. Uh, did you watch Little Nicky when you were growing up? Is that I, one of your I movies? I love that movie. Same. You turned his Coke into a Pepsi. That's your big transformation. You turned a Coke into a Pepsi. Oh, man, that's hilarious. God, I, I, so many things about that movie. Uh, and I like the fact, like, the actors in that movie are like, oh, I know that guy. Oh, I know that guy. It's just like a who's who of people that were big at that time. Man, there are so many great like actors Kevin, in that Kevin movie. Like Kevin Nealon. Yeah, Kevin Nealon's in it. And he was, uh, uh, Dana Carvey. Wasn't he the one who had the, the boobs on his head? Yeah, Tithead. Harvey Keitel. <laughs> Uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, so so many good things about um, that. A lot of the uh, Adam Sandler staples, like Z- Rob Schneider Zeus. and yeah, Rob Schneider. Uh, oh, 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 um, 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 Henry Winkler, covered in bees. <laughs> you know? How you do it? <gasps> That's uh, hilarious. Ozzy, oh, Reese Witherspoon. 
here, hits him with this. Just slam over that with a big rock to send him to. Oh man, was it, was that's an awesome concept. I would love to have a little Nikki too. I think if you if you put together the right script, it would be hilarious. Like I mean, Nikki and her kid. Adam Sandler was a like he held out on making a sequel until he made Grown Ups two, and you're like, of all the movies you can make a sequel to, you did Grown Ups. Come on, what are you? Yeah, doing? ugh. But I I wouldn't want it to like. I don't know. I wouldn't want it to like become something bad. Like I wouldn't want it to become like a current Adam Sandler film. Oh no. I will say though, you gotta watch it on Netflix. The uh. What is it? Not the. Uh, it's that movie he does with Ben Stiller and. Uh, oh, I gotta. I gotta look it up. That's gonna bug me. Oh, the the Meyerowitz stories. Okay. It's uh, it's part of uh Adam Sandler's, um, his deal with Netflix with all those movies he made. And it's yeah, a really. Like the... It's like a very. It's kind of the same vein of like, Punch Drunk Love and Rain Over Me. It's a very serious film, and I think. That might be where Adam Sandler should maybe go because he does those really well, like lately. But the movies that have some like passion to them, or they're not just slapstick humor. Man, Rain Over Me is so fucking heavy, dude. Uh, That one will just like you'll just feel empty inside after like you watch that movie. You're just like, oh. Absolutely, that is the best way to say it. You do feel empty, just like. Okay, can I just go curl up in a ball now, please? And just like, go away forever. There's just I don't know. That's that's still probably my favorite Adam Sandler film. I mean, it's it's on its own because it's a very serious movie, and Don Cheadle's also really good in it. But not a lot of like, there's movies like that movie's not a rewatch movie though. Like you can't like, oh, I'm just gonna have a good night, watch that movie because you'll just be like, why did I do that to myself? You and know, and it, the movie's not that bad until they add the fucking song at the end, and uh, that's what ruins the movie for me. Because now every time I hear that fucking song, I hear it think of Adam Sandler screaming in court and crying his eyes out and shit. Oh. And I'm like, oh, cause they put that trauma. Like, oh, like when they put the picture in front of him and he just starts like scream crying the song. Yes. Like, oh, it's because like, and it was very timely because it was like post 9-11. It was just. It, yeah. Oh. I think it was um, that movie came out in 2010, maybe. I don't or 2009. Was... So it was around. It was getting close to the 10 year anniversary of 9-11 when. That movie came out. Yeah. Uh, man, Don Cheadle's amazing in that movie too. You know. Yeah, great, uh, great. Cast. You, you you like almost forget he's in the movie because of how traumatic that Adam Sandler makes the movie. Right. And you're like, is that you're like Adam Sandler? What is going? And on? then you're like, shit. And you know what's interesting? Tying Adam Sandler into this episode now because we talked about Mel Brooks earlier, and he goes to that Mel Brooks uh, marathon. He's trying to get Don Cheadle to go to. It's like 24 wow. hours of Brooks. Yeah, and I. I I love the whole story, like, their whole relationship, the fact, like, he only wants to hang out with Don Cheadle because he knew Adam Sandler's character before his family, and he wanted to, like, have something that wasn't connected to, like, his current life. So he could forget. Yeah. He saw a way to forget, and that's the hardest thing for a person grieving to do. Because part of you wants to hold on to the memory forever, you know? You, you, you cherish all the memories. Of course... With cherishing good memories, when a really traumatic bad memory happens, it sticks out there. And the worst thing to do in your mind is forget that person, but you almost have to. You almost have to, like, separate 100% from yourself and go on your own vision quest and try to, like, redefine yourself as a person when something like that happens. So that movie, like, hits, definitely hits home. 
right. uh, with what that is like. I, I totally vibe with that. So no, I, no, we should watch on foodies. We should watch Eternal Sunshine on the Spotless Mind. Ooh, another. Ooh, man. Ooh, heavy. Also heavy. Good. Good. Did well, you ever watch the like Sunshine Cleaner? I think was that movie. Uh or sunshine the, cleaning seen, or something. I've never seen the previous sort, but I don't think I ever actually saw it. It's a fucked up movie, dude. Isn't that where These... they're like they're like crime scene cleaners? Yeah, they go clean up like after a crime scene has been fully investigated, like, and they they're like cleaning you know... up blood and whatever is left behind and all that. Yeah, and of course things like that like make the conversations really personal. So the whole movie is like two people having their most personal conversation, and you like feel it the whole time. <laughs> Very heavy, very very heavy movie. So if we're, we're, just, we're just have a somber foodies and just watch a bunch of just gut wrenching films. Just be like, oh, we're just all just really quiet and just be the worst episode. <laughs> just like, so what do you guys want to talk? I don't know. I just I'm just gonna sit the here. The saddest episode ever. <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah, we probably should wrap it up. I think we're probably approaching almost a two hour episode with the lead in. <laughs> I love it because foodies never gets to be two hours. We always have to cut them so short sometimes. But, uh, so. Oh, one thing, I wrote it down because I saw it. And it's, uh, I think it's movie news. and It's also kind of sad. Did you hear about uh, Johan Johansson? Uh, is that the guy from um, Sweeney Todd? No, he's a composer. He's uh, He did a bunch of Denny Villeneuve films. He like just but, died like the other day out of the blue. Like he's like forty nine years old. Like he did uh the score for Prisoners, Theory of Everything, Sicario, Nerve, Arrival, Mother, and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Wow. And like yeah, just like I don't know, like they don't have any details. Like he just just died out of the blue. That's sad and terribly crazy. I'm uh like, what was that guy, dude? Another guy died. Reggie Oh, uh Oh yeah, he was in um Fantastic Four. He was, was also in, in House of Cards and Luke Cage. Oh, they did. Yeah. I did see that they did. He finished filming for Luke Cage season two before he died, so that'll be his last uh, finished work. Yeah, lung cancer, man. That's why you shouldn't smoke. That's right. a PSA from Nate. Don't fucking smoke cigarettes. You're gonna fucking die. Yeah. The end. That's like the truest shit I can say to you right now. Anyways, bringing it back out of that <laughs> just, shit. Just ending it with a PSA about smoking. Don't Man, smoke anything ever. Um, okay, don't. well, I already did the plugs in like the middle of the episode, so, so I don't I know if it's... So I think we can just end it and just... Yeah, it's fucking weird to do, but I'm into it. Do you want to go ahead and lead the outro of the show, my brother? Yeah, that was Foodies Watching Movies for this week and the after show. I am Andrew. I'm Nate. And have a great day. Later.